Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 55 of Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We are back. Yes. After two are weeks. We? Two We're back. back. We're back. We're back. We're better for it. <laughs> we. Uh, it wasn't like a planned week off. Uh, we just had a busy week. It was a sabbatical. We had stuff to do. We had <laughs> things going on. It was a whirlwind. Um, was it? Yeah, for me. <laughs> I feel like this was like the craziest like 10 days of my life or yeah. more or so not crazier than driving across the country and going to Colorado and somehow more crazy, somehow more crazy. Um, <laughs> Abigail concerts Gardner. and weddings. How are and, you? I'm great. Cool. I literally haven't, I feel amazing. This has been, like I said, one of the best weeks I've seen friends. I have seen movies that I've been waiting. What feels like a lifetime for, uh, I bought toys and, uh, seen, like I said, friends, like so many people that I'm usually just interacting with on the internet, I was able to see face-to-face this week at a wedding. Uh, we were able to go to dinner with uh, our friends Andrew Schaefer and his wife Tiffany. Um, they were here for Romantic Times Convention, which is like a uh, book convention for like the romantic fans of that genre. And uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Fans of romance? <laughs> the so fan- sad I missed out on Who's this. Who's romantic? The fans or the books? Dude, everyone's romantic. You said romantic fans. From what fans. they said, everybody oh, gets I'm romantic. I'm guessing it's not the fans. Uh, <laughs> no! Um, yes, what I hear, though. Friend of Yes Have Some Podcast, Andrew Schaefer, author of Ghosts from Our Past. Mm-hmm, How to Survive a Sharknado. How to Survive a Sharknado. And He's got a book coming out. All around awesome dude. Yeah, super yeah. fun to hang out with. We got pizza. And he gave me a uh, Simpsons Stephen King action figure, which is, oh, excuse me, action doll, which is yes. what we called it the whole time we hung out, which is great. And the figure, it's actually hard to find. It's kind of expensive on eBay. So. Yeah, they were going for like 60 70 Yeah, bucks. he said he had it laying around his house, and I totally appreciate it and was really pumped to get that. He also gave me a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Dairy Queen cube. <laughs> So that was even more valuable in my book. When he gave that to you, I was at first thinking like, oh, this is some sort of promotional item that they're giving out. Uh, but no, it was just like from the table. It was just like an advertisement. He snagged it, though. It was trash. 
Yeah. He gave you some trash. I, I know, but I collect trash. <laughs> so I like that he gave me that. Um, I posted a picture today because we actually went to uh, Dairy Queen and we got the Guardians of the Galaxy Blizzard, which is not in a collectible cup. I was kind of bummed out. Anyway, I took a picture with the cardboard cutout of all the uh, of Gamora and Star-Lord and Rocket and Baby Groot and Andrew posted and Andrew comments. Andrew Schaefer? Saying, no, I wish he'd been there. No, but he said that he wanted to take that cardboard cutout instead of the cube, but he, like, he passed. I was like, dude, I wish. No. Yeah. Now, what is the Guardians of the Galaxy Blizzard? <laughs> um, Dude. It's very delicious. It's apparently, like, supposed What's to be, like, tree this? bark. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a vanilla blizzard with, mixed with, uh... Caramel? Caramel? Yeah, caramel bits, brownies, and cookies. I think it's Brookies. Brookies. Yeah. Okay. Shark Tank's oh. own Brookie sure. makes an appearance in the blizzard. It's so good, guys. It was guys. delicious. It was yeah. very good. Uh, we literally were listening to the soundtrack, pulling into uh, the Dairy Queen. It was very romantic. I felt like I was at romantic times, so it was very <laughs> special. Um, I felt like I was at Dairy Queen, the College Park Dairy uh, Queen. It was. It's a good Dairy Queen, though. It's classic. I was looking at Dairy Queen. I noticed it that is. some of the Dairy Queens are called, like, Dairy Queen Brazier. What? What? That's not it. Bar and Grill? I don't know. A what? A brie? Is this it's a word that you're day. making up? Wait, like a brassiere? Isn't up. that like a French restaurant? Like a... Yeah. I don't want to butcher the pronunciation. I think you might have been There's looking no at way. something completely different. Maybe I was looking. Maybe I was looking at the uh, programming for the Romantic Times convention. <laughs> they <laughs> probably had brassieres. Yes, I'd go to that. Front panel. snaps or back snaps? It's so hard when it's in the front, so. The the man's ear or yes. the bro. Yes. Oh, guys. Uh, Top of the muffin to ya. Jacob Walsh. Yes. What's up, man? I'm here. Um, hey. <laughs> yeah, it's been two weeks. Abby, I like how you were, like, seeing movies that I've been wanting to see. And I was like, do you mean movies as in just the same movie multiple times? Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> movies. That's movies to me. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, we, yeah, it's been a good week. We've seen Guardians, which we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, uh, let's just let's together the three of us. Let's just say congratulations to uh, our friend Michael Kosky who got married mm-hmm. this uh, weekend. Yes. We all got to hang out the Georgia and, Ghostbusters uh, reunion. The Georgia yes. Ghostbusters reunion. Yeah, everybody was there. It was cool. It was just, it was it was some good times, dude. Almost everybody was got there. to see Jake in Almost, a suit. Yeah. I was in a tux. I had to wear a tuxedo. <laughs> that was neat. Did you guys did, see that? Did, what did like, that we feel like? There? We were there. We put up very a, weird. And then Jake and I got married. Yes, yep, I got married. I, very, yes, I performed the ceremony. Very classy. It very was. Classy. Jake had a taco in his pocket. <laughs> I had, had multiple pocket tacos taco. In my pockets. Yeah. Hey, I did. Dude, yeah. Jake had like thirty-five tacos on him at one point. It was amazing. <laughs> I ate like 15 uh, vegan cookies in a row, and I think I danced for like an hour. Just yeah. not on the floor by myself <laughs> in the corner. With that um, little kid. It's like a stand dance that I do, like just for, from one foot to the next. So <laughs> it's good. It's, it's like a, I, I dance like Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe a little better. I don't know. I don't know. I well, fancy we'll myself a pretty good dancer. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh, yeah, that was fun. It was fun to see everybody. Like Abby said, it's it's we all interact with each other on an everyday basis on social media, but it's not often we can all get together, especially outside of, like, a convention. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, so that was fun, and then, uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is out. It's in the world. It's making a lot of money. I think $145 million mm-hmm. domestic opening weekend. Mm-hmm. The first one opening weekend, I think, made, like, $95 million. So uh, it's safe to say that uh, I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe 
is going to be successful. What do you guys think? Yes. I think they're doing okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're okay. They're okay. Uh, I will say that before the movie, we were treated to do a couple of trailers. We saw the Spider-Man trailer. We yep. saw the new Thor trailer. And then, uh, Jake, did you see that new Wonder Woman trailer? I did not. I haven't seen that yet. I didn't. Was that in front of your movie? It was. Mm. It was. Oh, it, it wasn't. In, it wasn't in mine. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It uh, it looks real bad. God damn it, <laughs> dude! It ends on like a bad joke, and does it? Oh yeah. man, I haven't, even, I haven't even watched it. It's because just... you, know, you know why? Because I don't give a shit. Yeah. I feel like I don't either. Although they're gonna still get my my money. Because... Yeah. I'm going to go see it with high hopes and stuff and maybe some of the action shots. I know that she looks great when she's fighting and all that, but, yeah, I just already have a lot of reservations. It just looks really drab and boring. Like, even, like... Drab, boring, and polished in all the wrong ways, because that's what I was, like, musing about today at lunch was I feel like all the shots of the... When she's in training on her... And forgive me, because, like, I don't know everything about Wonder Woman. I'm just saying as, like, a female watching women in combat, like, I feel like they should be, like, more scratched up and weathered and beat up, and maybe their hair shouldn't be fucking perfect. Although, aren't they, like, almost deities? So, like, maybe they should always look perfect. Yeah, I think so, yeah. It stresses me out, because, like, I just feel like maybe... They're not human. I'm complaining before already seeing it, but whatever. Maybe it'll blow my mind. Maybe they'll be super tough and awesome, and, like, we'll figure out how the fuck she has that sword in her, like prom dress when she goes out to that dinner in that one scene. Oh, Jake, did you see that uh, picture going around on Reddit today? No. There's a picture of a... So I guess there's a scene in the trailer where you see, like, Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman from behind. She's wearing, like, a backless dress, and you see her Uh sword coming up from the... The hilt. Like, between her shoulder blades. Between her shoulders. And then there's a diagram under it where she's just holding the sword between her ass cheeks. The (laughs) blade. Yeah. It's like a college hazing thing. It's cool. I was like, Gal don't hurt yourself over there. (laughs) Man. Um, That's a double-edged joke. Oh! Oh! God. God. I hope that movie's good. Whatever. We'll go see it. Yeah. Actually, if it's bad, I'll just go see volume two again. That's yes. what I'm going to do. There you go. When's right it come over. out? A couple weeks. Look that up. Uh, yeah, cool. We've got Alien Action. Covenant coming out in mm-hmm. two weeks, and then oh, yeah. I think the next big release is Wonder Woman. Um, right. So we got a lot coming up. And uh, Yeah, the 24th is Alien. June 2nd is Wonder Woman. There you go. Um, there you go. Well, cool. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be getting to our Guardians of the Galaxy uh, full spoiler review. Full spoiler review, although I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to this, I'm guessing you've you've seen it, right? That'd be weird to listen to the Yes Have Some podcast knowing we're going to spoil it. Um, I had a guy at work come up to me the other day and Maybe say... Maybe you're a sadist. I don't know. This guy came up to me and was like, hey, uh, I, I just listened in... I was listening to uh, your podcast last night. I go, oh, cool. Was it our last episode? He's like... No, 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 the uh, the episode you guys did on The Lost World. I was like, oh. <laughs> deep cuts. That was a deep cut. That was a deep um, cut. So it reminded me to let everyone know, if you're a new listener to Yes, Have Some, go back, check out the old stuff. You have It's to like the back. Beatles, you know? It's a little bit more poppy, right? a little bit more overproduced. With a different drummer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, we when we first started the podcast, we I think our second and third episodes, we... We just decided to review all the Jurassic Parks. Yeah, they yeah. were all Jurassic Parks. And Park, I yeah. think Jake was sitting on the couch with us for one of them. Yeah, so, you know, yeah for the, I think the second one, yeah, we did um, that at your house. So those are fun episodes, so uh, I would definitely recommend going out and checking those out if you haven't seen those. Mm-hmm. Seen them, watched them. No, nope. watch them, just listen. <laughs> listen to Watch them. the movie, 
before and then listen. And then listen. Or reverse order um, or whatever. I guess it doesn't matter. If you've never seen Jurassic Park, don't even watch it. Just listen in, you know, to our review. It's just that's as the best good. way to do it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I think that's all our housekeeping notes. What do you guys think? Is there any other pertinent information you guys wanted to get no. off your chest? Firehouse, we're giving that away. So Ghostbusters Firehouse. Um, oh, were we doing that? Well, <laughs> when are we doing that? Well, the, we'll have an announcement on Facebook in the next 24 hours. It's been a um, lot of compiling of names. There's yeah. been so many submissions. We so. had a ton of submissions. We had over like 3,000 people enter this contest. So. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say. Hey, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for entering. Yeah, it's thanks really cool. Yeah, it, it, for it, sure. Shake. <laughs> I was talking to Abby about uh, earlier about how like we all have our roles. Like, uh-huh. like I'm like ultra positive, and Abby is ultra cynical. And Wait, Jake's- am I ultra? When did I get the, to be the ultra cynical one? You am are. I? Jake's the crank. Jake's cranky. <laughs> am I? Am I cranky? Yeah. I guess Uncle so. Cranky. I was just I'm laughing because uh, <laughs> Uncle Cranky. I thought I was the heart of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, I was uh, I was about to say we were so overwhelmed and thrilled with how many people entered the contest. <laughs> Jake, oh. Jake goes, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my <laughs> that noise came from more of oh. see my th- my thought process was more like oh you have to sit here and compile all these names now. Yeah. And that seems like a like a chore. It is a chore. One of the la- uh one of the last Fun times chore. we made the post on Facebook, somebody left a comment that was like, This is the third time I entered. Hope that's okay. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> oh, Nope. Disqualified. Okay. Disqualified. <laughs> DQ. Not Dairy oh, Queen. So not we the got Brazier. a blizzard. A brazier. <laughs> um and I guess we should also note that the uh if we're talking about Ghostbusters toys, we might as well let everyone know that next week the Ghostbusters Playmobil uh, sets mm. are going to be in stores. Oh, oh no! I'm about <laughs> to get so jealous about those. <laughs> you can oh. pre-order them now on Amazon and get them delivered right to your door. Um, they're really not too pricey. I think the firehouse is seventy or eighty bucks, and then it kind of goes down from there. Some of the smaller sets are like ten, twelve bucks. So uh, I think for about one hundred and sixty bucks, you can get the entire set. So that's pretty cool. That's easy. Um, it's going to happen. And then there was a bunch of news this it's week. Go- it's inevitable. <laughs> we can't not buy them. Um, there was a, for the Las Vegas licensing expo, uh, there was some papers filed for future events. And there was a logo going around for the Ghostbusters 35th anniversary, which is yeah. not, which is not until 2019. So we're oh, two wow. years away. We're two years away from the 35th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, I only know that because I'll also be 35. Okay. Um, but uh, the logo was kind of based on the like the animated Ghostbusters logo, and people were getting really excited. Ghost Corps did put out a statement that said, hey, this was kind of slapdash thrown together. This is not the official 35th anniversary logo. Uh, more to come. So I like it, though. It looks cool. It did I'm look cool. It up right now. Yeah. It did look cool. Um, and, oh, that's uh, cute, yeah. I like... I kind of was like, I'm, I wish that was the 35th anniversary logo. Maybe they'll still use that. I like Maybe. that a little bit more than, like, the modern chromed out yeah. uh, Ghostbusters Same. logo. I like yeah, it same. fuzzy and nostalgic, yeah, with that haze much more so than, like, the sheen. The, the like, sheen. almost, like, automotive, like. The Charlie sheen. Yeah, I don't need yeah. that. Um, so, yeah. Eric, That's if you're cute. listening, Keep the logo. Dude, love it. Keep it. Yeah, we like Very it. Very nice. I, I was, <laughs> I'm glad that they put out a statement because I was really close to emailing Eric and asking for a high res. Um, <laughs> he would have probably been like, hey, dipshit, read the Facebook post. Like, so. um, no, he would have said that. He's a nice human Dude, being. Dude, no. There you go. He's so nice. So, um, 
yeah, I feel like that's all the Ghostbusters updates. You guys ready to get some stress? Man, yes. do it. Ooh, Ooh, the stress has been building for two weeks. Two weeks. Lots Gotta of stress. Gotta let it out. You look a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Cool. Um, Jake. You gonna make me go first? I'm not gonna make you go first. You're gonna make me. Gotta go into the gray water. I'll do it. Ew. Ew. Dipshit. (laughs) Did you call moi? A dipshit? Go for it, Jake. You guys just went right into that little bit. Well, Terminator 2 3D is coming out in a couple months for the 25th anniversary. I'm trying to get my John Connor situation going. Yeah. Yeah, that trailer's out. Hey, did you – I don't know if – speaking of Terminator, I don't know if you saw. There's an article um, on crack.com, and it's – so there was like an Easter egg like in – I think in the special features of Predator or something like that. Okay. And it carried on to the video games, like the Predator video games and the Alien versus Predator video games. And I'm not going to go into the entire thing, but essentially this article proves that – the character Dutch from uh, Predator mm-hmm. was the human that the Terminator is based on. It like links the worlds together. That's and, interesting. And it, and, it, and it sounds and it sounds really silly. And I don't think anything's like officially confirmed. But there are there's like a good number of like things that point to it. That like it makes sense when you read the article and you see all the little things that they threw in uh, both franchises and the video games that you're like, oh, wait, it, it completely makes sense. So uh, mm-hmm. you should you should go to crack.com and check that out. Well, also, if, if Terminator and Predator are the same universe, that would also mean that it's the same universe as Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I'm mean, pretty sure. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there has been a ter- there's been a Terminator Aliens like crossover um, as far as like comic books. So. Right. Right. And also, a lot of people don't realize uh, realize that Carl Weathers in um, uh, what is he in Predator Two? Mm-hmm. He um, was it the first or second Predator Carl Weathers was in? Carl Weathers is in the first one. Oh, he's in the yeah. first one. Um, he that's actually the same character as Apollo Creed from Rocky and Arrested Development <laughs> and Arrested Development, where he plays himself. <laughs> so uh, it's just one big. So yeah. what I'm saying is, universe. and since they made a modern day Creed update with his son, we need mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan versus a Terminator. That's what I'm getting at. Gonna, that's, I'm, they're making a new Terminator right Fine, now. Yeah, it's going to be called Terminator Creed. Yeah. Okay. And Creed, the band's going to do the song. <laughs> oh my god! I can't wait. I just can't wait, guys. Let me go write this fan fiction real quick. Yeah, let's stop the show. Just Dude, pa- my arms pause are everything wide open. right now. Let's just do this. Just imagine. So it's the scene from Chapter Term- One. <laughs> it's the scene from Terminator Two where you see Sarah Connor like, like. Uh, grabbing the fence, screaming at those children, yeah. but yeah. it cuts away and it's not children. It's just Creed playing a song. Uh-huh. And she's like, "No, stop! It's terrible." Guys, I loved Creed. I have memories of sitting like in the back of my parents' car, just getting so excited when they would come on the radio and just loving it. I would get excited when they were off the radio, like when the song ended. Yeah. And then cool. I realized that they weren't that good. They're not that good. Took, 
took They're a couple years. They're actually real bad. Actually not as good. Real bad. Real bad, man. Real bad. Hey, Jake. Uh, King what, of the world. What are you stressed about? <laughs> <laughs> man, I got a couple things here. Uh, it's been two weeks, so I got like a list going of just, you know, stress after stress here. But the first, the first thing that um, – is, is I think the most important to me is that on Sunday um, the MTV uh, like movie awards yes. happened, which I didn't even think that was still a thing. I, I don't even I'm not even sure that I knew MTV was still a thing, mm-hmm. or but just cable in general. Just mm-hmm. what is it? Yeah. Right. But anyway, so it happened, and the night before, um, you know, they had said like, "Hey, there's going to be an exclusive." Um, they were like, "Fans of it should watch. There's going right. to be something." Um, and I figured like, oh, it's probably just going to be a clip. And it was, they, they released like a minute, a minute long clip and it's kind of cut like a trailer. It's like multiple scenes, but it's, you can't call it a trailer. Um, but we got some new footage from it and we got, uh, you know, a, a little bit of, um, a couple of the losers having a conversation, which is really nice. Um, we, we get to hear, uh, Richie. We get Making to hear Eddie. Jokes. Yeah, we get some we get some jokes and some voices. Yeah. It's very cool. Uh, and we some get swear we get, words. Yeah, it, we get what we want. You know, it's not uh, I read an article today that was like, you know what? The new the new um, clip isn't all just like scares. It gives you more of like the kids, the tone, what you know, what you're going to see as far as like the interactions and that's what we needed to see because you know, that's what you don't get in a trailer. So mm-hmm. it was cool. We got some cool stuff. We got a cool shot of Pennywise that we haven't seen. Um, mm-hmm. Still not giving away too much, which is good. I would right. be happy. I would be happy now not seeing anything else until the movie comes out. I know they're going to release a second trailer um, and I might, I might skip out on it because nope, that's a lie. I, you will definitely not do that. <laughs> Just no, I want to clarify for our audience. Jake's no, watching it. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want too much. The first trailer was good. It didn't give too much away. It showed us a little bit of what we're going to see. I kind of don't want to hear Pennywise until I see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Like it's like part of me wants to see it. Part of me wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to just like, you know, just go in just, with right. what I've seen and that's yeah. it. Well, what um, I like coming about from someone like me who just abstained from listening to the entire soundtrack from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, I can attest that it's worth waiting and holding yeah. out. And Two sometimes it's hard to do. I try. I try to do that with a lot of movies, but like with something like this, I, it's going to be hard for me to not watch anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and dude, so, I'm going to watch everything. It gets me really excited. But they, I understand um, your perspective. So what I love about what I'm seeing so far with it is that I think the marketing for this movie is going to be very reserved compared to what we see in a lot of modern day movies and modern day horror. There was an article this week that is already predicting that it will be the highest grossing horror weekend like maybe ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that. So they Dude, like the fact that it's on MTV, like the movie awards, the kids are walking out there and it's like a, it's just, it's all over Instagram and like, uh, what was it? Not Jimmy Fallon. It was, uh, Jimmy Kimmel that had like the, the cut with like all the balloons that he was holding over. No, never mind. That's not Jimmy Kimmel. That was, uh, during the MTV movie awards. That was really But like, yeah, yeah, the fact that it's like a part of pop culture and Craig, you were pointing out that it's probably because of the nostalgia draw from the miniseries. But like, I just feel like in general, it's such a solid fucking trailer and people are really excited about the movie because it looks terrifying and it looks well done and like yeah. 
But it does mm-hmm. have all the elements. It's what people. So right now, what this movie has going for it is a. Um, it's a Stephen King movie, mm-hmm. right? So that has a built-in audience. B. Horror movies like this, like every year, there's some horror movie that does exceptionally well. Um, that's kind of and. In, you know, we've had our issues with those movies in the past, but like, I can't even think. What's the name of the movie that everybody loves and Jake hates? Can't even think of it. Um, um, every Conjuring? movie? Yeah, the con. Um, yeah, the Conjuring, like those oh, movies. Jump scares. Yeah. Yeah. Jump scares. So it's already it is coming out around Halloween, so it's got all that going for it. It looks very well done. It definitely has that Stranger Things type vibe, which everybody's kind of yes. going for right now. And and when I say Stranger Things vibe, I mean kids in the 80s and like it's well done like yeah that's, acting like yeah. actual kids like yeah. playing off of each other the way that they were in that sewer scene and like rolling mm-hmm. their eyes and like being silly and like it it the dialogue felt supernatural and like completely unstunted right. and like very normal and like, the last thing which is, is what stranger things felt like the too, so. the nostalgia piece which is like everybody like everybody from like diehard movie fans to horror fans to like casual like moviegoers like everybody remembers it and has fond memories of it mm-hmm. like oh my god that used to scare me as a child or oh my god like i can't wait to see what the updated version but is but people like. who read stephen king it's like one of the most beloved books like right. if not the most so, so there's that connection yeah. too um, it is for sure so all this movie has to do is be pretty good and it's going to be extremely successful but yeah. it, and it looks faithful as fuck to the book. Uh, what's her name? Betty Ripscomb, the name that like was written inside the shoe. Like that's right yeah. out of the book. So this shit's yeah. like, it's right um, in the verse. They're being respectful. It is, yeah. And and another thing that I haven't thought about too much. It's it's something that kind of popped in my head recently when I was talking with someone. Is that if this, so? There's a lot of Stephen King happening right now. We've we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. But you know, there's a couple, the big town, uh, the dark tower and it are coming out. Like I, I believe like within a month of each other. Um, and if these movies do well, um, which I, I think it is going to, I don't know about dark tower, but I think <laughs> it is going to do well. And if they, if they both do good, if, if either one makes a lot of money, I feel like it's going to be, you know how like Hollywood is and how the, how movies are these days. If something latches on, that's that's what you do. We'll make more, make more of that kind of stuff. Oh, they like Stephen um, King. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what if like, what if these movies do well and and they're like, hey, let's let's make some more Stephen King adaptations. Let's mm-hmm. remake. Let's remake some more. You know, they remade Carrie a couple of years ago, but but that was not good. That shit I don't know bad. if you saw that. It was not that good. That was the first but, one I thought of when you said that, Jake. I was like, dude, yeah, let's see well, a faithful. The first, yeah. Well, the thing that the thing that pops in my head is like, so it is one of the big ones. Like everyone loves it. But, like, what is probably, you know, like, if you think about right now, what's the most popular best movie based on a Stephen King work? I think it would probably be The Shining. Yeah, I and, would agree. And, and Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining is not very much like the book. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I, would, I would be so into, like, a new version of The Shining Rated R, um, you know, a movie, not a miniseries, a movie based on the book. Yeah, let's and see like, Tony. What if that happens? Like, what if, what if, what if these two movies do well and we start seeing, you know, the versions? There's a lot of Stephen King adaptations out there. Some of them are very good. Some of them, a lot of them are bad. Like, it, it would be, I would, be, I'd be into seeing new ones. You know, well, new adaptations of things we've already seen. If there's right. three Stephen King movies that deserve proper 
well-done remakes. It's Stand By Me, The Green Mile, and Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> those, <laughs> those three movies, I can't, it's like... You, you know, they did what they could. <laughs> you don't even want to tell anyone you're watching. It's them. embarrassing. Um, it's guilty pleasure. No, uh, in all seriousness, I could totally see, like, Pet Cemetery coming coming mm-hmm. down the map. But probably, didn't, wait, did Stephen King do Children of the Corn? Yeah, uh, yeah. A short, uh-huh. it's a short story. Yeah. We'll probably see some of that. We'll probably see, you know, there's a they're they're remaking a Firestarter. I don't know if you saw that. It came cool. out. That's uh, on my list. I haven't I haven't seen or read yeah. Firestarter, but um, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what happens remade. if if these yeah. movies are successful. They're just gonna and and I don't think Stephen King's very shy about you know letting. Uh, filmmakers tackle his work like it's not nah, dude he's a fan of film that's why he writes that's why he started because he used to go to fucking horror movies as a kid and like that's what inspired him to write the crazy yep. fucked up shit that he does so yeah i think he i think he obviously like did he try his hand directing and all that shit so he's he directed yeah it's he directed one movie yeah yes which i haven't seen um yeah dude i was making my stephen king like the it's list awful. of the books that i have that i've read that i need to read today i know i sent you that list and like i'm just it's exciting to think that, like, yeah. if movie studios are picking up any scrap of Stephen King because it'll make them money and then, like, making it well and that's what's going to happen, that sounds great. So, hey, you guys, do you know that, uh, that meme that's been going around with the, with, <laughs> with it in the sewer and it's like, and then it cuts to the kid jumping down the sewer? And yeah. I just, my buddy just sent me one, and it's got it, and it says, Bernie is president down here, and then it's me jumping down the sewer. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, politics. Um, hey, speaking yes, of you know, politics. Speaking of books that you have and you've read, Abby. Uh, another thing that was on my list is that they also released a new clip for the Mist TV show. Yes. Um, and you just finished reading that, right? Oh no, we haven't. So yes, I just watched that clip. Yeah. The the. It look. We talked. We've talked about the Mist before, and yeah, mm-hmm. it looks nothing like. It looks nothing like it's nothing like, like the, short the book. Story, right. Um, but it still it still looks good. And and the clip is just a bunch of like it looks like they just put a whole bunch of death scenes or gore scenes together. It's just like Dude, oh, it's yeah. like clip after clip of people getting uh, oh, so, killed by things. Yeah, and the mist like taking over their minds and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't that know. That was a totally I different that was a departure from the way the mist interacted, I think, in the short story, which took me way longer to finish than I wanted to, by the way. It took me like I swear to God, like three weeks to finish like a hundred and fucking whatever, eighty pages or something. I mean, sometimes that Dude, happens. Sometimes you get busy, yeah. No, it's cool. Um it was a great story. It reminded me of like JJ Abrams and like Lost at its best, where you have like the real monsters or the people within the supermarket, not so much the supernatural forces yeah. outside. And like, yeah. uh, I love that stuff. It's all great. Like, what do you, I love the thinking like that goes behind once you're inside that supermarket. Like, how do you survive once the power is out and what supplies do you take and getting your little bag of groceries for your big escape plan? And like, all that stuff was great. And I loved it. And like, the father son relationship reminds me of Danny and Jack Torrance a little bit. And, like, I like that mm-hmm. stuff and I really enjoyed the story. And yeah, I'd love to see a cool adaptation. That trailer for it's Spike TV, it's Spike TV, correct? That's putting this out. The yeah. TV series. It looks, yeah, very graphic and gratuitous and. Maybe it'll be great. I don't know. I want to watch the uh, the movie that was made in two thousand seven. Um, the movie, yeah, watch the movie. The movie's amazing. Uh, that's I mean, amazing, I, yeah. the show. I'm going to watch the show. It looks it looks interesting, and I'm kind of glad that it, it's doing its own thing. It's uh, you know when I when when they first started talking about it, they mentioned Fargo, how it's going to kind of be that. 
you know, it, it's similar to the book. Theme, it's tone. the same yeah. kind of theme, but it will be a completely different story. And that's or, good. Yeah. And I think the reason that that's so good is because that movie that you're just talking of, mm-hmm. I think that movie is perfect. It's it's one of my top favorite movies. It's mm-hmm. one of, if not my favorite Stephen King That's adaptation. The, it's amazing. The the guy who directed it went on to do The Walking Dead, correct? Yeah, Frank, he also he also directed The Green Mile and Shawshank. Yeah, he's a big Stephen. He's a big Stephen King fan. I'm actually. A little bit worried about watching The Mist, even though Jake likes it, because this the same guy did direct The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption. Terrible. As we know. Huge flops. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Big disappointment. Uh, why is that joke so funny to me? Because um, it's you're not. Sticking, you're, you're sticking to your guns. Sticking which to I, I'm going to get a t shirt that says. Hate Stephen King. Shawshank Redemption hate is Star garbage. Wars. That's going to be my t shirt. <laughs> it's just going to offend people. God. Um, cool. Jake, what else, man? Dude, so I'm one more Stephen King thing, and then I'm going to shut up about Stephen King. But there was a Stephen King art show um, that opened on Sunday. It was mm-hmm. a gallery, 1988, and for the last uh, couple weeks, they've been posting like teases. If you like search Instagram tags, you can like see the artists post like a glimpse of their print. And mm-hmm. I've just been like, what am I going to do? Should I just? Like, should I just kill myself or that's it? I, I don't know what to do because it's going to be ridiculous. And uh, it opened on Sunday um, and there were like six pages of things. Um, luck, like part of me was like, I hope a lot of it's not good, so I won't want it. And the, <laughs> it's weird because like Gallery 88 is pretty good. Um, they, they've done a lot of great stuff. They've done a lot of great shows. Mm-hmm. But, like, looking through the Stephen King art, there's some really good stuff. And then there's some stuff that I'm like, well, whose friend, like, who let that in the show? (laughs) It's like some stuff where I'm like, did they just need something real quick? But, um... But I ended up – I got a couple pieces. Well, that's what you uh, wanted that, though. You didn't want to have to buy it. So. Yeah. No, I didn't want to buy everything. So there was some cool stuff in there. I got a couple pieces and um, the thing that bummed me out the biggest though is beforehand I was like – I was like, OK, what do I want the most out of this art show? And the thing that I wanted was like I want a print based on The Shining but like without Jack Nicholson. Like I want it based on the book. Mm-hmm. And – there was one and it was, it, I love it. But when the print, when everything went on sale for some reason or another, they didn't make prints of that one. You could only just buy the original. So that yeah. bummed me out that I couldn't get that. Yeah. But there was a lot of cool stuff. So there was Dude, a Stephen King art show. I'm literally uh, getting bummed out right now because the, uh, the bard of horror with like Stephen King dressed up as Shakespeare oh my God, I wanted is amazing. That. I wanted uh, that. Also, the one that's labeled Carrie Queen that's like uh, looks like a Dairy Queen covered with the strawberry sauce is amazing. But that's my Anna Tillett. Dude, I want that so bad. There were a couple really silly ones that I was like, I had to like juggle. I had to like sit here and be like, okay, well, I like this, but like, do I just want serious kind of prints? Do I want these like silly? There's a bunch of things where I'm like, well, maybe I'll come back later and buy some more or something. Yeah. No, I know we do that too. I I sometimes go for like the sillier, more cartoon stuff, and you know Craig wants to keep it classy. Yeah, I ended up making like two different orders because I have that like m- mentality of buying these Mondo prints. 
So like they opened the show, everything goes on sale, yeah. and I like ran through everything <laughs> quick, put a couple things in my shopping cart, and copy, I bought. Copy paste, copy paste. I just fucking bought it, and then I went back and I was like, "Well, I want this too," and I just did another order, and then I had to have them like combine shipping, and it's like that shit. Mm. Some a lot of that shit is still available, you know. I don't yes. think anything I got sold out. So, right. But it's but it's yeah, the it's of the pick and the hunt and the search and like getting on it while it's I was happening. Like, I was like in a tuxedo at the wedding that day, like trying to I'm just like, what the fuck? It right. Was, I don't yes, I don't I well, you had a lot of tacos to deal with too. I totally understand. And a lot of tacos. Yeah. It was keeping me. Uh, tacos and prints. That's Jake. Goes right to your head. <laughs> <laughs> those are my, those are my things. Oh, I get it. Wow. Wow. Yes. Now I'm um, stressed out cause I want all of this. Um, In addition like to all of the stuff that Craig stuff. is now showing me, yeah, I've just been online like shopping, which is part of my stress. Like, um, but I'm next. <laughs> my, my my stress is pretty quick, guys. Uh, well, Jake, did you have anything more before we move on? No, go ahead. That's cool. we're good, man. There's take, so much. Take stuff. the stress baton. Um, yeah, the yes, have some Jake stress show. Uh, New title. It's better. So I've got two stresses. Um, one uh, was breaking news today, and I don't even know if this counts as stress, but I, it was more of something that was really cool. But, so, uh, there's a new dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, my God. New dinosaur in town. There's a new dinosaur in town. Uh Uh-huh. This is amazing. Okay. So, the news kind of broke. I like it because it sleeps five feet above the covers. Hey, hold on. Spoilers. (laughs) So, uh, I guess researchers at a museum in Canada discovered a a new breed of dinosaur, or it's a new... What was it? It's a new dinosaur. It's a new dinosaur. It's like a, um, it's like in the ankylosaur family. Yeah, it's like an ankylosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the headline said that I'm flipping through, and everybody posted about this today. Uh, but I'm scrolling through, uh, uh, you know, news or whatever on, on Google, mm-hmm. and it says scientists just named a newly discovered dinosaur dinosaur after a Ghostbusters character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all the headline said. So before I click on it, in my head, I'm like. Holy shit. Y'all know Shreks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't so. Right. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. There's a, a, a Jillian Holtzmanosaurus. That's uh, exactly did not what think we all that. thought was. Oh. Um, or a Peter Venkman Abby Yates Adaptal. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We still uh, We can it? keep going. Um, uh, uh, Aaron Gilbertsaurus. Keith Mosin of. Whoa. Uh, the king oh, okay. of the Jurassic <laughs> World. <laughs> King Mo. <laughs> <laughs> the Paul wraps himself. Oh my god. Oh, it's de- derailing. Get Derail, back. Derail so inside. Get back to the, um, to the museum. Even the word raptor means <laughs> Pete Moser. Oh my god. So, um, scary. so I clicked on it and uh, obviously I should have thought out of everything in Ghostbusters, what's the, mo- the thing that looks most like a dinosaur, right? Um, yeah. At least like a dog. Hey, besides Dan Aykroyd these days. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, he's uh, enjoying himself. He's having a good time. Uh, so, no, Zool. They named the dinosaur Zool. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got a, an official long name that nobody cares about. Uh, but it's Zool. And the dinosaur kind of has a Zool look. It's got, like, the horns and the, the, the face. It's not – I get why they named it Zool. I thought that was really cool. And right. my yeah. first thought was, Jake, hey, there's, like, two active Ghostbusters – related podcasts in the world mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. interdimensional crossrip and the, yes i have some podcasts yeah right. um, i'm there's other ones there's ghostbusters resurrection but it, we'll just say there's only a couple right yeah uh, 
Jake is a co-host of one of those podcasts, so he likes the Ghostbusters. I've heard him talk about it. Mm-hmm. And okay. I've heard him tell. Something else Jake likes a lot, dinosaurs. Yep. Dinosaurs, like a whole lot. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was excited for Jake more than anybody when I read this Thank news you. this morning. Thank but you were also um, like, it depends on what kind of dinosaur they cooked up in there. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, what is, what is yeah. it? The quote. Uh, like I, I woke up. I woke up and had a message from my friend Antoine about about that and a link to it. And I was just like, "Oh, I guess I'm getting this dinosaur tattooed on me." Like oh, yeah. immediately, you know. Yeah. I was like, "It'd be so cool." Um, Definitely. Yeah. So, um, congratulations to uh, I don't know Ghostbusters, the world for the world. everyone, us dinosaurs, carnivorous creations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to everybody. Good job. Good job, everyone. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was really cool. So, um, I was going to talk about all the prints that I've been buying lately, but Jake was just talking about prints. And just know that I've spent Cardi too much Creation money. Creation should put out, like, a, a skeletal mold of, like, the dinosaur itself. Ooh. Maybe? I'd buy that. Okay. Yeah. Get on Better it, Better have a good paint job. Um, yeah. Chronicle Collectibles should not be putting out this uh, Zool dinosaur. Anything. Um, although Chronicle Collectibles has put out a Zool. Uh, or uh, you have Terror Dog that looks really good. Mm-hmm. So very good. Uh, and so yeah, I bought a bunch of prints lately, and well, that we'll save that for another day. The other stress was Jeff Goldblum, Mr. Goldblum himself, uh, finally said something about his casting in Jurassic World Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you say? Did you read this, Jack? I did. Jeff Goldblum on his character. The character he's played twice before that everybody knows is Ian Malcolm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did not say, I'm really excited to revisit this character. He did not say, it'll be interesting to see what Malcolm's like 20 years later. He did not allude to the fact that he's playing Ian Malcolm in Jurassic World 2. All he said was, my character is a saucy, sassy man. <laughs> That's all you needed to hear. The, and that's like, hey, we yeah, already knew yeah, that. We Jeff know. Goldblum. We've seen Jurassic we Park. Knew that. Hey, know. Jeff Goldblum, we've seen everything you've ever been in. You can say that about anything you've ever done. Yeah. Do you guys remember this movie called uh, Nine Months? Or, yeah, Nine Months. It was like 1990 something. It's like Hugh Grant and Julianne Moore having a baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Goldblum's like their quirky friend. Mm-hmm. Guess what he was in that movie? Saucy and sassy. Saucy and sassy. Um, it was a little bit of both. Double threat. A little bit of jumping ahead here. We all know that Jeff Goldblum has been cast in um, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of, I don't know, the Jabba the Hutt character, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, Dude, uh, the most pop artiest, if that's yeah. a word, look from that whole movie, that scene with like him. That looks amazing. The so colors in that movie the are end credits, awesome. The end credits of Guardians of the Galaxy have a bunch of little Easter eggs with car- cast and characters dancing yes and jake did you see jeff goldblum he's there yes i did yeah, yeah he's there jeff goldblum, he's just there saucy all of a sudden and sassy. saucy sassy first appearance ever in the marvel yep. cinematic universe so uh what i'm saying jeff is dude he's putting his seed everywhere he's like ego <laughs> the living planet he is <laughs> um although if i didn't know who my dad was and found out that it was jeff goldblum i'd be like oh awesome <laughs> yeah then i'd be saucy and sassy yeah cool. you would be um, so what i'm saying is i'm excited about jurassic world 2 it's always weird when you when you know, I, we're gonna see Ian Malcolm on screen in 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 a year, so yeah. it's it's stressful. He's not gonna be anyone's dad. Yeah, I he's mean, gonna be saucy. He's gonna be sassy. So I I uh, we've talked about it before. The departure of his character, uh, his character was a little bit different in in Lost World, right? Than than he was. 
Yeah, like, he took completely. over like, the Sam Neill yeah. role. Like he was. Yeah, he kind of played more of the the nervous straight man, not the the wisecracking, you know, kind of full of himself, uh, saucy, arrogant, sassy man. saucy, sassy mm-hmm. man. Um, Eyeliner. So, um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, Jeff Goldblum also uh, was in the new Independence Day, and you know that was that was kind of cool and not not great, but it was something. <laughs> um, so he's not infallible, but I have I have high hopes for Jurassic World two. I'm really excited about it, and I'm really excited that Jeff Goldblum's going to be in it, mm-hmm. and I'm ready for the sauce and the sass. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, same, absolutely. Um, but my stress is I wish he would have said something more. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I wish he would have gone into detail about uh, what it's like as an actor to revisit a character that you played 20 years ago and how he reached out to Harrison Ford for advice. Isn't he famously, like, not like that, though, in person and in interviews? Like, part of his, like, the, I don't know, he's, he's quirky. He's he got, like, quirky. a shtick and all that. Well, somebody, was there an article saying that Jeff he's Goldblum. He's saucy and sassy, so. Jeff Goldblum has kind of. He's kind of uh, gravitated more towards, like, the Bill Murray territory. Right. Is that what we talked about on Yeah, the I don't know, because I know he, like, I know uh, I've seen some people. He was, like, doing, like, a tour, like, a jazz tour for a while. And right. he was, like, going around and playing music. And, and it's he like would sign autographs. It's, like, living legend territory and, where, like, yeah, you, like he's, you become a myth, he, kind of. Yep, he's definitely, like, he's, you know, he's gotten to a point where he can do what he wants. And he's he is a little... Bill Murray ish. Nicholas Cage I know that, is almost in that realm too. There's yeah. people like that that exist. The last, the last thing I saw, like last week, there was articles going around where Jeff Goldblum was like working a food truck. Yeah, he was serving people sausages. Yeah, he's just serving people food. Um, wow. Well, I'd eat one of those sausages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I just hope there's a scene where he has to run away from a Pete Mosensaurus or whatever yes. the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> we didn't really uh, settle on it, but yeah. we all know what we're saying. Uh, yeah. And I so, want to see that. And hey, listen, <laughs> Abby was talking. I think Abby's going to talk about this in her stress. I'm, and maybe we could just move towards that. We're, I'll just move into it. You want to move? I'm, I'm having done. a movement. Guys, hold on. <laughs> Starting a movement. I'm done with my stress. It's over. Okay. That's what Good. Okay. Good. Okay. But not to lead you on. Stress or, torch. I'm passing the Light stress torch. Abby was talking about how good of a movie year it's been so far. Yeah. 2017. Mm-hmm. That's what I was like. I'm all about the next big thing. And this year so far has been so satisfying. Like already with Logan, Lego Batman was one of my favorite movies. And now Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Such a fucking emotional experience. Kong was really good. Kong, so good. Uh, we've got Alien Covenant coming out. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. And also It, which we were just talking about. Oh, there's mm-hmm. another movie coming out in December. What's that called? Oh, The Last Jedi. There it is. Let's not talk mm-hmm. about the poster, though, because <laughs> guess who didn't get one of those in her nerd block? Um, that was actually my first stress when I wrote my stress down today. Uh, but before we move on to that, I do want to say one thing. Next year... We're, 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 Abby and I were having a discussion. This has been a good year for movies and will continue to be good. What do we have coming next year? What is my reason to wake up in the morning in 2018? Yes. Um, Jurassic World 2. Mm-hmm. Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Avengers slash Guardians of the Galaxy Ooh, mashup. Now that is a reason enough for me. <laughs> okay. So um, yes, I will continue on in 2018. And then, I guess they haven't announced it yet, but will the It sequel come out like a year later? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they're already filming that or if they're waiting. I don't. I no clue. There's Quiet. been no. Quiet. All they have said is that there will be a second movie, you know, for the second part. Okay. Right. That's all we know. Cool. 
right? Well, fingers crossed for John Ritter. That's all I'm putting oh, out there. Oh, you stop I, We're bad you people. Stop. We're, we're bad people. We all float down here. Um, I <laughs> can't wait for that movie, guys. I was planning my, like, Stephen King slumber party to, like, have the week of the uh, movie release for it. Because, like, I just... I fucking love that book. I think this movie is going to be fucking perfect, and I want nothing more than to literally just order a bunch of Chinese takeout and make vegan fortune cookies and, like, stuff them with a bunch of scary shit, and I want to dress up, and that wasn't even part of my stress, other than I'm just thinking about it, and I'm super pumped about it. And I guess that ties into the fact that 2017 has been such a good, and is continuing to be such a good movie year, and I'm all about the next big thing and looking forward to a big thing, so... It's just been one big thing after another. Um, I think The Last Jedi is going to be awesome. I'm really excited about Thor Ragnarok, like seeing that trailer in theaters. Like the crowd reaction is really good for that. I think the colors look good. I'm just, I'm pumped for that story. Um, but I hate coffee. Dude, Kevin, <laughs> the return of Kevin is going to make that whole thing worth it. Uh, yeah, okay, so that was the part one. Thor, the return of Kevin. <sighs> God, I love him. Um, okay, so yeah, no, I'm trying to get back. Originally, my my first stress of this week was I got my Nerd Block box, which um, I know I was teasing earlier in, I think, our last episode. I was hoping that the Last Jedi poster was going to be a part of it because they put, like, an image up um, in tandem with, like, the release of this exclusive Star Wars Celebration box. And we got the box in the mail yesterday, and I'd been kind of an asshole about, like, avoiding spoilers because Jake was, like, texting me, like, oh, my buddy already got his box. Oh, I already got my box. And I'm like, don't tell me because the fact that you're even telling me that you got it but you're not like excited about it means that I'm probably not going to get the stuff that I think is in there. So I was kind of sad. I think the fact that Jake's box made it to eBay before his <laughs> before his living room. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's like, nope. Yeah. Don't need. Okay, Didn't yeah. Didn't even open mine, yeah. Dude, yeah. So we did like a Facebook Live open of the box last night. Uh, we threw it up on YouTube. Also, if you guys want to check it out on our Yes Have Some YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, you can see me get really disappointed. That was Jake's comment. Oh, yay, live disappointment. Um, because, dude, that's what it was. I was like, oh, a beach ball, a, an oven mitt, um, a mug I already have, uh, a lanyard, which I wanted, which was cool, um, and then a hacky sack. I think that's what that was. I still don't know. Um, it was... I like that there's a hacky sack made of Darth Vader, you know, the most evil The one you want to kick around, you know, because I mean... You know, my Hitler and my Saddam Hussein hacky sacks will go great with that Darth Vader. Hacky. Right. It's like the like the George Bush toilet bowl cleaner that was like so hot back in like the early 2000s. Anyway, guys, what? This box was not that great. Uh, and sorry, nerd block. I'm sure you're awesome or whatever. But yeah, I was kind of bummed out about that. Um, also, like speaking of stuff coming out that like I didn't get and don't know if I can get my hands on, Anovos is releasing a uh, jacket that is the Starler jacket from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume mm-hmm. Two, and dude, that thing looks amazing. And like, obviously, I've been wanting it. Like, I mean, I want the original one, but I also want the one from the second movie. I want this one in particular, and I don't think I can get it before Dragon Con because it's like in uh, the pre-order phase. Like, they haven't even put them in production. So, like, there's pretty much no hope of getting this in my hands before Dragon Con, which is what I want it for, so that I can have a little Star-Lord costume going, and I want to get, like, his undershirt and all that shit. And, dude, I want to get a Zune. Like, sorry, spoilers, guys. I really want to get one of those, and I'm assuming that that's going to, like, skyrocket on, like, eBay, just the way that the old, uh, whatever, the uh, Walkman that was from the first movie. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Zunes are going to, like, 
start to get like I don't know, really rare or yeah. something. Yeah. So, dude, I'm kind of bummed because I want that jacket and I don't know if I can get it. But then there's just like so much other volume two stuff that's like surfacing. It almost is like I hearken back to uh, Ghostbusters answer the call when it was like, oh, there's pogo sticks and oh, there's and there's lunch boxes and there's all these figures and then there's like stress balls and there's, you know, just constantly stuff coming in. So like. Jay, I think you sent me, Jake, a picture of, like, a grow a, uh, what was it, a Chia Pet group? It was a Chia baby Pet, group? yeah. Dude, I was like, I love that. I need that. Do I need it? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, then, I oh, Think Geek today. I just saw James Gunn posted, I think, on his Instagram. They have the Think Geek is putting out tiki glasses for all the characters, which, like, mm-hmm. You know, I don't drink, but, like, I'll totally put a nightcap in there, which is my chocolate milk drink that I drink every night before bed. And I do want special glasses for that. And I think I need to buy these. Um, and I need all the new, the Marvel Legends, the figures, because you need to buy them all in order to build the Mantis figure. And I'm also, like, stressed about that because those Leg- Marvel Legends figures are, like, awesome looking, but they're very hard to display, like, in a in a really pleasing way because, the like, their height is, like... I don't know. Like, I need, like, a platform. I'm, I've been building something in my head that I need for, like, the display of these figures. But, I, first of all, I have to buy them. Second of all, I need money. I guess that's actually first of all. I like how mo- majority of our stress is, like, we're just consumers. Like, yeah. this yeah. is the – our po- what's the what's Yes Have Some podcast about? Uh, it's these three assholes who are uh, – they just buy things. And then they complain about it. <laughs> yeah, they complain about the things – they complain about the things they buy or want to buy. And the things yeah, they love. That's what we do, huh? Um, the things we buy. Yes, have some oh, uh, oral history. It's great. It's good, yeah. I like that. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm there's gonna... just all this stuff, and I don't know if I can get it. I don't – some of it I'm like, do I want it? I mean, yeah, obviously. Uh, I went and got a blizzard today from Dairy Queen, like hoping I could get an exclusive mixtape or whatever. Um, <laughs> there was only a thousand – Dairy Queen had a promotion with Guardians where they – they put out a thousand cassette tapes, <laughs> and like one of them had like a one of them was a winner, but you had to play it to listen to see if you won. Oh, whatever. wow, that's amazing, dude! Wow. Those Dairy Queen employees, let me tell you what, they don't care. They <laughs> yeah. do not want to look in the back and see. We literally <laughs> left one Dairy Queen because no one was at the counter. We were like, well, we're leaving because we eat exclusive stuff, um, and it was totally worth it. And guys, are we ready to talk about Let's just talk about Guardians, Guardians Volume 2 because I feel like yeah, all of this is just hey, This is our Guardians of the Galaxy review. We are one hour into the show and we are now starting the review. <laughs> um, we might have Get just, ready. Should this be a... Wait. Two episodes? No. no. We can't do that. No, I Give can't. Give the people what they want. No! I need, I need completion. <laughs> I need to finish. Because, dude, uh, yeah, I mean, we all... It's good. Uh, I have no segue. Uh, I'm very... Guys, what do we think of Guardians? Well, how should we do this? Should we should we start off with like a number ranking? Let's do this. All right, just for fun, little we'll, we'll out there. Let's go around and give it a, a one to ten, and then okay. maybe a brief uh, synopsis of where you think it fits in the the Marvel rankings. Okay. Okay. All right. Not like a full lengthy no, actual. No, you listing. don't name every Marvel movie and why it's your favorite, but just where where you think it fits it. I would... You, Abigail? I get... Okay, like, the realist and, like, the critic in me that... That has to be completely honest would probably give it, like, a 9.9999999999. I probably shouldn't say 9 that many times, but... No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not a... But the fan in me gives it a total 10. Like, because the giddy super fan girl is, like, completely happy with this entire movie. Um... In the Marvel Universe, I would say it is neck and neck with Volume 1, probably, though, realistically second. 
Um, I'd probably say Avengers would be third. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Winter Soldier's in there. Cool. Enjoyed that quite a bit. Cool. Iron Man. Cool. So you got Guardians 1, Guardians Volume 2, 2. Yes. Perfect. Jay? Yeah. Uh, you know, the the first, the, you know, a number immediately popped in my head. I think I think any lower, and I, I, I think it wouldn't, it wouldn't be good, but I, I think um, I'd give it like an 8. Okay. And... And is, I'm is like that too low little, for you, Abby? I'm doing like a little baby group like fight? dance where I'm um, holding my fist back because like I want to fight you. No, I don't want to fight. Uh, it's uh, I, I mean, dude, we are. I, I really, I really liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. But I had one, I had one issue with it, and the issue I think is kind of, it, it was kind of a bummer to me, and it, it's putting a little bit of a shadow over the movie to me. But I really enjoyed it, and I think it's hard for me to say whether I think it was better than the first or not. I definitely think it was funnier than the first and the right. first is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put both of those, you know, at the top of, of Marvel's list. Um, but I would probably include the same movies that Abby said, the first Avengers and winter soldier. Like other than that, most of the Marvel movies are, they're kind of the same. And yeah. some of them to me are a little boring, Thor but movies I would, in particular. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, Sorry. I mean, I don't, even Iron Man 2 and 3, I don't like, especially 3, I hate it, but. Ooh, Craig's yeah, doing his oh, little group I dance. said it. Oh, I know he is. He's doing a little, sh- he's shaking his leg over there. But mm-hmm. I would, I would definitely put, like, I would put both Guardians, um, the first Avengers and uh, Winter Soldier, like, in the top. They w- those would be in the top five, I think. Cool. Definitely. Cool. Um, I'm Craig? going to give this movie. When I the first so I saw it twice. I walked out and I was like, this movie's a nine. After the second time, I was like, no, this movie's a ten. Now, is it actually a ten? Is it a perfect movie? No, it's not. There's probably only three movies in my life that I've seen that I would say are perfect movies. Right. Uh, in my opinion. Um none of them are Shawshank Redemption or the Green Mile. Um, <laughs> so my perfect I would say Ghostbusters, yeah, Guardians Ghost- of the Galaxy Volume One, and probably Mad Max Fury Road, because I think that's Ooh, a perfect movie. Cool. Uh my perfect ones would be like Ghostbusters, Back and to Jaws. the Future, and, and probably Jaws. <laughs> and Jurassic Park. Yeah, those are, <laughs> Shit, those are guys. All, so so those are all good movies, um, yeah. Jake, I agree that volume two is definitely funnier than the first one. And I love the first Guardians, but yeah, me too. but I always kinda uh it never grabbed me in the same way as I know it grabbed Abby and some other people. So, oh yeah, I would say, um, it grabbed me where I needed to be grabbed. I would say that, and I said this on Facebook and I've seen the movie twice. Guardians of the galaxy volume two is my favorite Marvel movie. Um, strictly based on the fact that I watch it. I smile the entire time and I, and I laugh the entire time. And I'm like, it's not often you could see a movie where you're just like, I'm having fun. This is a fun experience. Um, and we also had a, the second time we saw it, we saw it in one of the new Dolby AMC theaters where the sound system was so good that the sheets, that the sheets, the sheets that we brought with us because it gets chilly in there. Um, Is no. that why we brought them? Uh, Dude, <laughs> no, we were shaking in our in our seats. That's yeah, what we're saying. Yeah, it the, was the seats were shaking. So um, to me, it's like a nine point five, and it's my favorite uh, Marvel movie. My to round out the top five, of the MCU would probably be like the first Iron Man, Avengers, um, and 
I'm probably in the minority. I really like Iron Man three. I really like the first Guardians, and I really really liked Ant Man. Uh, but that was a good movie. Yeah, uh, it is good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I absolutely loved it, and um, I don't know. We we've done enough build up of what our anticipation level was. I think everybody knows that we're we're fans of Guardians. Mm-hmm. I think Guardians of the Galaxy right now is the gold standard of what a comic book movie, uh, just the, both of them, what it can be and what it should be. Fun, heartwarming, tells a great story, but also is kind of its own thing. Doesn't it's not beholden to like everything that came before. It you're in the not comics. hanging on coattails, yeah. exactly right. You're um, not rehashing. It's complete like visionary work. Yeah. Like you're fully immersed in that world. Why don't you start us off? I mean, we, we're not going to do like a scene by scene breakdown. No, but. we don't need to. But like starting off, like literally right from the very beginning of this film, um, I've mentioned multiple times I didn't listen to the soundtrack. It was out there, and I knew that it was such an integral part of the uh, movement of the plot in the first movie that I abstained wholeheartedly from from anything having to do with the soundtrack. So when I sat down to watch this movie in theaters, it was a packed theater. It was the same movie theater where I saw it for the very first time. I had both jackets with me because I knew I was going to be absorbing most of my tears with one of them. Um, and I sat there, and as it, you know, the the... You know, comic book flipping the Marvel this the same the opening the new know. Marvel that's like a, ooh, yeah, they got update. fancy yeah. with that thing a little fancier I liked it ooh yes so I'm like grabbing Craig's arm and like getting geared up for this because I'm like who knows what you know is going to start this and um, you get that little bit with uh, with ego with Star Lord's dad right with Brandy is that the very beginning I'm that not, is the beginning let's that, actually talk yeah. about that real quick okay yeah because so right it it opens up back on Earth. and I knew Brandy was a song that was used so like. Technically, I knew that one was coming. First so. of all, Brandy's an awesome... I love that song. Yes. That's a good song. Um, guys, we got young Kurt Russell opening this movie. Dude, he looked good. How insane was that? Like, we've, um, seen, a, we've seen a lot of the, the CGI and the, you know, making people look younger, but it's always kind of like, you know, Well, whatever. they're playing off of him. Like, I'm assuming his whole... His body was, like, the original is actually Kurt Russell. That was right? all him. They yeah, just, it they was just Kurt face. Russell. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's easier. Yeah. That... Dude, that blew me away. It mm-hmm. looked so good. We've seen, like, recently that's become, you know, like a cool thing to do is to make your actors younger. They, right. like, they've done it a couple times. They did it with Iron Man. They did it yep. with, uh, didn't they do it in Ant-Man? Mm-hmm. They did it with Michael you know, Douglas. I just yeah, read mm-hmm. uh, the new Scorsese movie coming out, The Irishman. Robert yeah. De Niro is playing a 30-year-old. Whoa. Jesus Christ. So, but here's I the like thing, it. though. Every time that's done... It does look a little weird. Right. It always looks a little off. And it's not bad. It's not like Carrie Fisher uh, uh, fucking Rogue Rogue One One. bad. Right. But it's always a little weird. Mm -hmm. This looked like – I came out of the movie and I was like, oh, hey – how did like uh, how did they know to film that like back in the eighties? Like how did they know they were going to make this movie? Because it's daylight, like daytime driving out in like the beauty it of nature. Perfect. I was yeah. like, I was like, okay. So now that I know this is possible, can we just get like sequels to all the eighties Kurt Russell movies that take yes. place in that time frame? Yeah. Dude, because yes. it looked great. I thought it looked amazing. Look. That's a that is a good way to start your movie to be like, yeah. hey. Look at our seat. Like, yeah. it looked mm-hmm. fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I what I like is that, like, Kurt Russell's a good-looking guy, and, like, he he's aging well, but, like, he's right. definitely, you know, he's probably close to 70. Like, 
Oh, he still looks great. Like, I was like, oh, cool, 35-year-old uh, Kurt Russell in 2017 on an IMAX screen in 3D, and it looks fucking yeah. perfect. Right. Dude, right. that hair, he's oh. got, dude, he's got the best hair. Dude, it's incredible. I want to hang out with Kurt Russell so badly. I just want to so look thick. as cool as Kurt Russell dude, when I get old. you do? Feathery. You look good. You all do. <laughs> I just want to hang on him. Um, God. So, yeah. Yes. Cool. Opens up. You got Ego, his river lily. They're At riding the together, Queen. going to Dairy Queen. There you go. So right. Okay, so you got the story set. You're starting out on Earth just like in uh, Volume 1. Right. So you so, got kind of like, you know, the beginning of the roots. So like, cuts you know to we're 34 years later. Um, cuts to Abby crying her fucking eyes out because Electric Light Orchestra is like one of my favorite bands and hearing Mr. Blue Sky... That's one of my favorite songs, and I've been listening to them like very heavily over the last couple months. And having that play while Baby Groot does his little like foreground silly dance moves, where he's like clearly not paying attention to the destruction going on behind him, and like the struggle to pay attention to either Baby Groot or like the ridiculousness of like Star Lord and Gamora and Drax like failing to defeat this giant tentacle space slug. Like that whole sequence, I was. Crying, shaking, screaming. I felt terrible for the guy sitting next to me. I was like, well, this is what you're in for, man. Like, this is the rest of the movie. This is how I'm going to be. And it was exactly what I wanted. Like, I wanted to be grabbed and emotionally, like, that's not being shaken. That's being, like, wrapped up and coddled and kissed and loved and taken to prom. And, like, it was awesome. After prom. Dude, after prom. Exactly what you want to have happen. It was very romantic. It (laughs) It was so special. That was a really awesome open. And I was just in it so fast. So, yeah, I don't know how you guys thought that played out. I mean, I loved it. I, loved I mean, it. it's such a unique thing to do where you're like, so you probably have the amount of visual effects going on. I mean, we're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars being spent. And the entire point is to make sure that the audience is not focusing on it. Like, yes. I'm going to have to watch that. I, I'm not going to be able to do it until it comes on Blu-ray. I'm going to try to, like, they should put out a special feature that removes Groot from that scene. So you it's could like just a see. game to try not to pay attention <laughs> to the dancing you baby could Groot. See, and, like, let's talk about baby Groot just in general. Like, so, obviously, when you deal with something, it's adorable, it's cute, it could be overkill. Maybe He's too people, adorable to kill. Yeah, I mean, He's I like the BB-8, it. the Slimer, like, what have you. Yes, yeah, he's, he's the, the adorable he, He's about factor. as adorable of a sidekick as you can get. But um, I think they start off the movie with a bang, and you kind of pick up where you left off. Um, you know, Drax was extremely funny right from the right from the top. You've got the banter between Gamora and Star Lord, and then Rocket is just such a total fucking asshole. I love it. Dude, so much. I love that he's like just trying to play some tunes. Like all of that just Oh, also just to add to the dancing baby group stuff, like knowing that James Gunn did motion capture for that makes him like a character within his own movie, which I, oh, I love didn't know that. that. Yeah, yeah, he does all the dancing. And I think of him and his long, lanky, awkward body and like it it is very satisfying to think that he put himself in there almost in a way as yeah. a character. So that's great. Um cool. So I mean, where do you guys want to go with this? So obviously everyone who's seen the movie knows the basic plot, the Guardians, uh they're hired by the sovereign to retrieve their uh, uh, what do they what do they retrieve batteries yeah the batteries um, and then rocket steals the and then rocket steals some of the batteries and they get nebula back as their reward mm-hmm. um, I thought that was one of the funniest parts of the movie where they revealed nebula and Starlar goes family reunion yeah <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, speaking of family reunion, that's so, what this whole movie was about. Like, yeah. That's- so the main plot of the movie is, and so I wasn't. They cast Kurt Russell in the movie, and it was revealed like that 
that he was going to be Ego the Living Planet and that was going to be Star-Lord's dad. That was not something they... That was part of the plot. And he's he's in the movie really quickly, right? So mm-hmm. he shows up as the one-inch man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, and we meet Kurt Russell and right off the bat, like, I'm in love with that character. And Jake, I think this is kind of where you wanted to start a... Things might have derailed or whatever. Well... Not derailed, but you know we. Yeah, I wouldn't use the word derailed, but okay. it's the beginning of it's the beginning of my issue with the movie. Uh-huh. Do you want? Me, should we just get into it? Go yeah, for go it. Go for, for it. it. Um, so you know the, the the first movie is so heavily like it, it, they make it a very important part of Star Lord's whole thing is that you, you know you're you who's his father? You know from the beginning of the movie, it it they make it it's a big important thing and it kind of. It's kind of a bummer that they revealed who his father was before this movie even came out. Right. But I understand that they they did that to try to keep the leaks back. They mm-hmm. just wanted to go ahead and do that. That's fine. But as soon as Kurt Russell shows up, he shows up so early in the movie that you're like, oh, he he's gonna he's gonna be the bad guy, isn't he? And then it's not very long after he shows up. When the you, the first time you get that little bit of um, what's her what Mantis the uh-huh. first time Mantis is like you know hey I got to tell you something you're like okay he's yeah. the bad guy yeah I got that vibe and she was like I help him sleep at night you're like anybody that needs yeah, help sleeping at so night weird. does some bad shit during I mean, the day I think they kind of give it away when Gamora says to Star Lord hey if he turns out to be to, to be evil we'll just kill him exactly like, yeah right. that was right there right you, you yeah. got the um, yeah but the thing. That's kind of what bums me out is like, you know, to, to make to, for that to be such a important thing in Star in Star Lord's life, it, you know, and then the second movie's just like, oh, we'll just make him the villain. Like that just seems like kind of a cliche thing to do is just yeah. your dad's the villain. And it, it kind of bummed me. It kind of cheapened the whole thing to me. And I was like, oh, really? He's the he's the bad guy. So like his whole life, he's been looking for his dad. His dad apparently is an immortal planet who's been alive for millions of years. And he's been doing a whole lot of fucking. Yeah. And then dude. just gets killed. Like, I don't know, man. The, that I, yeah, that plot point I did not like. I I, I love Kurt Russell and he was great in that role. The character was amazing. But just the the fact that the father ended up being the villain, mm-hmm. it bothered me. And the the whole thing with um, uh, Yondu at the end. Now I love Yondu, and he's amazing in this movie. And he he spends a lot of this movie kind of redeeming himself from the first movie, and that's great and all. But the his 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 final scene, it seems shoehorned in like. His his death and Peter's like they're they're like really quick like oh hey I'm your real dad and I'm dead yeah. like it just seemed uh, yeah uh, I, I didn't think, yeah I didn't see I loved all of it but I could see the argument to where like it would have been better off as the third like this movie almost felt like the third movie like like the the whole. Um, the, the storyline between Yondu and Star-Lord feels like something where if we saw more of it, the the death and the redemption would have meant more. Um, yeah. Having said it's, that, it gets to me and I cried my little eyes out. and I really It was great. Yeah. No, like, don't get me wrong. I loved this movie. And, and I think it was good. It just seemed like he 
he barely interacts with Peter in this movie. Right, right. It's like it's almost like that's it. It's the very end, right. and it's like oh. Well, like, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like it could have been, you know, if we saw more of the because it's kind of coming out of the first movie. You're kind of like oh, this guy's kind of a total asshole. Like, um, but I, I'm talking about Yondu. But yeah, I think one of the main they kind of say it in the movie. It's like. You search for something for your whole life, and yeah. it doesn't turn out to be. That what it, was my takeaway from it: was like love the ones that you have that you're with and that you have around you, and maybe that you take for granted. Because at least I don't want to get super personal, but I think a lot of people, probably within the collecting community and people who love movies as much as we love movies, like parents can be the real villain sometimes. Like whether or not they're good people and whether or not they love us, they can cause a lot of damage and Mm -hmm. I think that this movie going within and exploring that how your actual blood can can sometimes be a letdown and how that was the line that got me the most is when Gamora says like I'm trying to remember but I believe she says like we like I thought we were your family like you know the the building and constructing your own family unit out of like whatever the misfits the underdogs like obviously that's what the first movie was about Mm -hmm. they've all been through trauma and stuff um this movie going within and exploring Star-Lord's relationship with his dad, I connected with that on a very deep level, and even more so his almost, uh, like, taking for granted Yondu's taking care of him. Like, I felt like there yeah. was some very deep emotion there. And I also really liked the the fact that the line that uh, Star-Lord uses in the beginning about how he was good for thieving because he was, like, a small boy who could fit into small places, he says the line and then... Um, Yondu basically verbatim says it while he's he in the holy stuff. Yeah, yeah, and whenever you hear someone say the same thing twice like that, like you know it's kind of fishy. So I liked that stuff, and I was putting little pieces together. And then to have the moment of him realizing, oh, like, oh yeah, you were my dad all along, and now I'm going to lose you. That hit me so fucking goddamn hard that I was like a wreck afterwards. So, I mean, I do see some of your points, and can like, it's not the the most perfect movie. Like I agree, but right, the emotional right. ride that I was on, I was like, yes. And also, it's really empowering to realize that yes, our parents can maybe family members or people that you look up to can let you down, but being able to live a life unshackled and like free of them and doing your own thing and, and making the most of your life with the people that you love and and not taking them for granted and that stuff was very special for me. And I think this was a week where I was able to celebrate with friends and it just like resonated even more with me. So, um, I'm not like countering your argument, but that's where I'm coming from. No, you're, I definitely you're enjoyed good. It. You're good. And I, and I can like, I definitely see what, what you mean. You know, I get that side of it. Um, it's just like it, I want to, I want to go see the movie again, knowing, knowing that he's the villain because it, it just kind of like, it nagged me. It like was nagging at me while I was watching the movie and it kind of, it distracted me a little bit and I was watching the movie and I was like, I know this movie's good. I was like, this movie's, it's very funny. I'm, I really like it, but something about just that part of the plot felt like, it felt like the movie I was just like, this movie's better than this. It seemed like a, it almost seemed like a recycled kind of plot. Like it seemed like really good writing and really funny and really like a really lovable movie, Mm -hmm. but wrapped up in like, sometimes it feels like Marvel has a hat full of plot lines and they just pick and then they write their movie around that. And it, it just bothered me while I was watching it, but I want to go see it again and and not have to and, you know I already know that I don't have to worry about that. Let me just mm-hmm. go and enjoy this movie. Right. I felt like it almost washed over myself and the whole audience. Like 
the way when uh, the Force Awakens, when you see Han Solo, like you know, eat it or whatever. Yeah. That that yeah, wash yeah. of like, oh my god! Like, did they? Is he? Is <laughs> I this? didn't want it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want it. I did not want it. Right. Yon- like, I like Yondu, and I really like Michael Rooker. And I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I'm Dude, so yeah, glad. I like, he's awesome. He's super nice. You know, yeah, it's so cool because he, um, James Gunn. You know. I don't know if you got like James Gunn is he's such a funny dude and he's got such a weird kind of like sick sense of humor. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if you guys have seen Slither, but he did Slither. Uh, I don't I don't know what year it came out. It's a while back at this point. Yeah. yeah. But that movie, it's it's amazing. It's scary. It's gross. And it's super funny. And he, mm-hmm. and he it has Michael Rooker is is one of the main actors in that movie. And there's another movie that's like it's kind of a cult movie at this point. It was Michael Rooker's first film, and it's called Portrait Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, uh-huh. and it's just like disturbing. And it's mm-hmm. it it's it's I don't know, you just got to watch it. But it's really cool to see an actor like that, you know, who's always kind of had these smaller roles and stuff. Just kind of all of a sudden he's in Marvel movies, and he's like yes. one of he's one of the coolest. Like he's one of the most badass characters in yes. that movie. And even in the first movie, when he's a, like he's like a piece of shit most of the movie, mm-hmm. he's still like, oh, I just want to watch a movie of Yondu. Right. Yeah, and seeing them escaping um, the the Ravager ship, basically, yeah, like, that like was killing amazing. everybody. That was that's that's yes. Mondo print right there. That was what I said when we were watching it the second time. Like the seeing his arrow like whistle through and create yeah. the red line and all like the suspended bodies and shit that is amazing and i love yeah. that there's a lot and of baby really... group going after the one guy that was like pouring all the beer on him like <laughs> beethoven and beethoven too i fucking love that beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> i just realized something um the the plot between peter and his dad is very similar to that episode of the fresh prince where will's dad comes back right? and it's like and everybody can kind of see that will's dad's a fucking asshole except yes. for will Yes. Until the end, and when he realizes, like, oh, I already have a family. Yes, um, dude. So, James Gunn. Was so it is from- kind of a common mm-hmm. trope that we've seen before. But I will say, I love Kurt Russell in this movie. Me the too. Second he walks off that ship, my first thought is, oh, that is a cool looking asshole. That right is there. a cool <laughs> ass man. Like, and when he's like speak singing, uh, Looking Glass Brandy to Chris Pratt, like. It's so great because he's very charismatic, but you can also tell that's like a super douchey thing to do to like slow break down like a song and explain yeah. it to somebody and all that. I loved it. Like I just I feel felt like, like I some... wanted to listen to him talk forever. Yeah. I just feel like I could just listen to Kurt Russell talk about yep. anything. So that's interesting you said that because one complaint that I've read a little bit is people. Some people thought it kind of slowed down in the middle. There was a little bit too much exposition with ego kind of explaining everything to to uh, to Star Lord, but. It's Kurt Russell. And he was it's a Kurt deity. Like, like, he'd been alive for a long time, like, so you got to fill in the blanks. The reason why I love Hateful Eight is for the Kurt Russell monologues. Fuck, yeah. yeah. I want to hear him talk for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, guys, uh, I'm going to put this out there right now. Don't and, forget who passed up on the role of Ego. Oh, and I'm so glad. It? Dark Tower. Matthew McConaughey. Mm, all right, oh, all right, all right. Fuck. Think about what that. Ugh. I thought about it. He's got God. no paternal, like, connection. <laughs> I don't think father oh, figure, which, again, man. like, Ego, the Living Planet, wasn't a good father figure, but still, like, that fuck been that. Weird. That would have been weird. I wouldn't And I like Matthew McConaughey, but I don't think, I, I think Kurt Russell was the way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matthew McConaughey is too spaced out, so yeah. Kurt Russell's present. Um, I love Ego's planet. Like, it's so, 
It's a Mondo poster? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's It's so beautiful. It's colorful and, like, fantastical. And, like, seeing it on a big IMAX screen in 3D, like, they're playing that George Harrison song. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, like, a little kid. Like, I feel like I'm seeing The Wizard of Oz for the first time. It felt like Candyland and, like, the Emerald City, like, at the same time. It's awesome. Um, So, yeah, Kurt Russell was awesome in this movie. Um... Let's talk about... Other new characters. Mantis. Mantis. Let's talk about That's Mantis. That's what this character... W- or this movie was, I think, about, like, pairing different pairings of the characters rather than, like, no, all talk, of them let's banding explore, together. Let's explore the, the relationship. Drax, yeah. yeah. Mantis and Drax. Uh-huh. There's some really funny stuff there. Yeah. They're, like, first interactions when they're at the fireplace on the planet that looks like Endor that... Uh, I'm not sure what it's called. The one that they land on yeah, we'll first. Whatever. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like the Earth-like planet. Um, but yeah, no, when they're first getting to know each other and, like, Mantis tries to pet Rocket, it's like, can I pet your puppy? And uh, and then she, like, Drax is like, uh, he realizes that if she does, it's going to be awesome. So he lets her and then, like, uh, Rocket tries to bite her. Like, that whole thing and, like, how, like, just, like, the kind, they're you, they're just a good fitting pair because, like, neither of them are, like, I don't, I don't know. They're just... They're very funny together, and I really enjoyed watching them get to know each other, and I liked their I mean, chemistry, so. The fact that, like, she's kind of weird-looking because she's kind of like an alien creature, but she's obviously an attractive person. Uh-huh. And you have Drax, who literally maybe 10 or 15 times in this movie tells her how disgusting she right. is. Right, and he tells yeah. her she's beautiful and on like, the inside. He, like, he, the time when she wakes him up, when there's trouble and he's like gagging throwing up and she's yeah. like what's wrong he's like oh the thought of being physical with you like it's just like it's very uh that's very funny like Dave Batista kind of steals this movie uh, yeah. He, yeah and I was talking to Abby so when Batista was a wrestler I always hated him and I thought he was annoying and that he sucked and then I after seeing him in these Guardians movies I was like how bad is WWE at developing their own talent? If they have this mm-hmm. gem of a man mm-hmm. who's yeah. this talented and, and this funny, make him. And they could, yep. ex- you know. Yeah, James Gunn versus Vince McMahon. I mean, <laughs> like, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, you're probably the first person in human history to, to say that sentence. mention the two of them in the same <laughs> sentence because they're polar opposites. Yeah. One is like a hero of women and the people, and the other's a fucking. You know, he's. I don't want to go off on my WWE. There you tangent, go. Well, you didn't even go. I off. feel like James Gunn was taking down like male privilege and patriarchy in this movie, and I thought it was really cool. Nebula, Gamora, their relationship, their like competitive sibling rivalry stuff was awesome. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk I about loved, that. Love their. Sense. I didn't really like Nebula in the first movie, and even when I watch it now, when she's on screen, I'm kind of like rolling my eyes because I'm like, whatever. You know, you're the shitty sister, and who cares? Yeah. But yeah. the way they like expand Get to the kiln. Yeah, she kind of doesn't say. By much the, the end of this movie. movie I kind of realized, like, oh, Gamora's kind of like a like a, a straight A student, and yeah. and Nebula was like she was trying really hard, and Thanos just kept like taking her brain out and replacing yeah. all of her parts. Yeah, and I kind of felt bad. He pulled for her, her eye from her head and her like brain from her skull and her arm from her body. Like whatever that line was was so good. Like the two of them realizing that like all she wanted was a sister and. That family shit, like, it's like Shakespeare. Like, it's like the family ties, like Star Wars, you got the fucking Skywalker, all that stuff. Like, that's hey, the stuff I connect to and cool watch How cool was it when, um, so Nebula leaves the Ravager ship, and she has her conversation with Sean Gunn, who also was great in this movie. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. Craglin. And Soup, soup. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Uh, yeah, we tweeted at uh, Sean Gunn, and we had a little, a brief interaction about his Soup, Soup song. Um, so... When Nebula gets to Ego's planet um, and finds Gamora, that is definitely an homage to North by Northwest, 
the Alfred Hitchcock scene mm-hmm. where she comes mm-hmm. kind of in and you see Gamora taking off like in the wheat field. Oh God, um, dude, the shot. Sorry to just, like to backtrack, it. but that big wide screen shot of Gamora sitting on the planet like with her, uh, you know, just like whatever, hunched over with her elbows on her knees, and then like she cuts yeah. like, to like the plants that are whistling and making noises or whatever because she's so tense. Like just that shot is beautiful and it's spectacular, beautiful. and it's I want beautiful. a print of it. So it's beautiful. Um, and then that leads to the crash that uh, sees Gamora picking up probably like the biggest gun I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh my god, I wanted yeah. that gun. I told Jake that Abby asked me to build her that gun. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see a big gun, I'm like, oh. I can do it. Yeah, I picked the most difficult things. While I was watching this movie both times, I was like, yeah, I can do Mantis. I love black and green. And then, oh, yes, scalera lenses and false eyelashes and, like, an apparatus on my forehead. I'm not going to be able to do it. But, like, I wish I could because I thought the costumes and everything in this movie looked so fucking tight. So, um, so yeah, so Nebula, Gamora were great. Uh, Kraglin, all the Ravagers, um, Ravagers yeah. were, were good. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, Everybody was good. The taser face stuff was really funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was. Like That whole scene with, like, uh, that scene where Groot is trying <laughs> to get the uh, Yondu's new fin. Oh, yeah. And he just keeps bringing back random shit. It's like, it, it's almost like if that scene was in any other movie, you would be like, well, it went on for too long. But in this movie, I was like, I'll I'll watch just an hour of... Groot bringing back the wrong thing. You know why? I will. I can fucking tell you exactly why. Yes. I can tell you why right now. So let's think about Ghostbusters Answer the Call, where throughout that movie you see Kevin doing stuff like that, like being ridiculous, like, oh. Referencing his hide-and-go-seek tournament. We're asking uh, for the fin, and and, Groot's bringing the desk, and it's like, okay, that's that's stupid because nobody would do that. But baby Groot is a tiny adorable, innocent little asshole Mm -hmm. who's just trying to help. He's like a toddler. (laughs) And he's like a toddler. And so in that context, it works. And it doesn't go on too long. And it is really funny because we've already bought, like, within five minutes, all you know, Groot, baby Groot is about dancing, Mm -hmm. having a good time, Mm -hmm. hitting animals that aren't Mm -hmm. doing anything to him. God, I fucking (laughs) love when he starts hitting on Drax. It reminds me of my cat Gizmo. Like, every time I pour his dry food out, he swats at the bag when I pull it away for no reason. Like, there's a scene where there's, (laughs) like, like a battle. He's mad, but he's also happy. There's a battle, and Drax is, like, climbing back onto the ship, and baby Groot just starts punching him for no reason. Like, it's funny. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, and we had just seen Groot like being tormented by the Ravagers and they're pouring beer on him and everything. And he's walking and he's sad. And, and he's squishy. And he's all squishy. Bunch of and then you get this off. really funny scene. And then, like I said, the, the whole taser face thing where like they've got rocket tied up and rocket raccoon is a great character. Cause he's, he gets I, more pleasure about being a sarcastic asshole. Even if it's putting himself in more danger, he cannot mm-hmm. help himself. It's like Richie Tozer. He's like Richie yeah, Gozier. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what that means, but you I, will. I will. Um, you so, will. <laughs> Sorry, you'll float too. Uh, we're all gonna float. So uh-huh. they're like getting in Rocket's face. They're threatening to kill everybody, and he's like, and he says his name is Taserface, and Rocket cannot help himself, yeah. but to be like, hey. That's that is stupid. That's the stupidest thing. You can't be serious. Mm-hmm. Please tell me you actually shoot tasers from your face. Yes. Um, also. 
backing up, sorry to go back to the Baby Groot trying to find the Finn. I feel like Baby Groot was, yes, very funny, but Michael Rooker and Rocket Raccoon, I'm, what, between them, their reactions, between Yondu trying to explain what exactly yeah, Baby Groot means. He's, like, he's like, it's red. And then when, uh, when, uh, when Rocket was like talking to Baby Groot about the hat, and he's like, that's why you don't like hats? Because like, you think it's somebody's head or whatever? That whole part had me dying, dying, dying. So, um, and I like how stupid the Ravagers are. Like, here's like this pirates. Here's so they here's this pirates. fin that Yondu will need to acquire if he if he were to escape and regain his powers. We're just gonna keep it in this top drawer. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, they kind of imply that that was easily get to it. That was Yondu's top drawer, and like Taserface his just sleeping quarters. Yeah, he just yeah. decided to sleep in it because he got like a nice bed. You saw yeah. all the Ravagers on the floor sleeping on top of each other, like a um, bunch of pirates and scallywags or whatever. So and they're all stupid, and I love it. I feel like uh, Kraglin's kind of like Smee. He got like the constant companion or whatever that like mm-hmm. looks up to his captain. I loved his storyline and all that kind of stuff too. And the just to skip to the end, I guess the funeral scene was so goddamn. Like I, I, it made me cry so hard, and it was also one of those like awesome cries, like it, the most cathartic way. And then to have Baby Groot crawl up on uh, Star Lord's lap at the end of the movie, and ha- it, that just reminds me of like at the end of a hard day, like when I have either Gizmo or Gypsy, my favorite cats in the entire world, one of them sitting on my lap. It's like a... And to know that James Gunn also has cats and that he, like, celebrates animals and, like, understands, like, that sometimes you just need that little, like, that companionship and that love and understanding to get through something difficult like that. And the family unit that, you know, that unspoken thing between uh, Gamora and Peter that you see the two of them come together. And it's it's good because his dad was a piece of shit, but he's not going to be a piece of shit, so... Let's talk about Sylvester Stallone. We all like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, can you depend on him to deliver exposition in a movie <laughs> if he's hard to understand and like you need to know what's going on? I didn't even realize till the second time that he, te- he what he tells Groot in that scene is when you die, you'll never have a Ravager funeral. Like it's complete foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, you said you like you'll never have the colors. You'll never have the colors of the Ravager funeral. Um, I liked <laughs> it. I liked. Uh, he played Stakar who. Um, I mean, I've had to do some reading. I'm not a uh, Marvel Comics expert. Yeah, I had to read up. His group that they show is the original Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. And Marley Cyrus yeah. is voicing one of them. There you go. I thought it was great. Like, I, th- I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was really cool, and I didn't know who they were either. And usually, like, usually with the Marvel movies, I know what the Easter eggs mean. I at least know who they're referencing. But I don't know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy, really. So, you know, besides what I've seen in the, in the two the two films. So like at the end when they were like, you know, let's maybe we should get the gang back together. I was like, Oh, well that's obviously significant for right. some reason. Right. It's like a after credit scene, but I don't know who that is. We, as soon as we leave, um, our buddy Hal was like, Hey, so that scene, check this out. He showed you a picture of like the original guardians of the galaxy comic books. And it's like that entire crew plus mm-hmm. Yondu, you know? And I'm like, Whoa, like that's, that's a very cool thing. And that's, yeah. I, and I read, um, you know, uh, gun saying like that, that crew is going to be back. Like they don't know in what capacity, but like that, those characters coming back. That's so, very cool. That's yeah. Cool. They, yeah. Aesthetically. And like their whole vibe on screen was awesome. And I'm, definitely into it um and yeah there were a couple moments a lot of moments during the movie where i was like something just happened so fast but it felt significant i don't know what it is but i have to go back and read about it the watchers 
being yeah, one of them. I was going to say, maybe we should talk about that really quick. Like, finally, we kind of get – it's so weird when there's, like, fan theories that Marvel has decided to be like, hey, let's canon. take this – let's take this very popular fan theory and we'll just make it canon. Yeah. And you get that little – you know, that cool little Stan Lee thing. This, I thought that was nice. Yeah, so the, the theory for a while is that Stan Lee was the watcher from Marvel Comics and uh, – or one of the watchers or the mate, whatever. A watcher. A watcher. Yeah. And that – uh his cameos in all of the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are um, are that he's the same person. He's the mm-hmm. same character. Yeah, he's one um, one creature. Continuous, yeah. Just watching, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and what? And since Stanley appears in every Marvel movie, even beyond the MCU, and obviously we know multiple uh, parallel universes and you know multiverses are huge in in comics. Maybe that connects all the Marvel movies. Yeah, they're all connected by Stan Lee. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought the Stanley cameo was great. Stanley is our <laughs> it was very good. Yeah, uh, I thought that was great. And then, um, what was the other uh, post credit scene? Uh, oh, uh, t- Teenage Groot. So, yes. did you see Funko's releasing a Teenage Groot uh, Funko Pop? I did not. Um, so at first, I was kind of like, I was kind of bummed because I love Baby Groot so mm-hmm. much, thinking that he. So I read a thing today too. By the way, Baby Groot has no memories of being original Groot. It's a different character. That's interesting because oh, the comic book that I read, like right after Volume One came out, was the the Rocket Groot comic book I read. He uh, Groot basically regenerates like super crazy fast because right. I think at one point uh, Rocket like escapes a prison by having a seed of Groot like in his mouth that he conceals and then grows and it grows so fast that they're able to break out together. So I'm sure that so it's a little so, different from whatever the canon. So Groot from the first film is dead, basically. Yes. And this is a new Groot. This is a new Groot. I like the idea, though, mm. right now of uh, Teenage Groot. It's kind of growing on me because I kind of like the idea of, like, an angsty, like, Groot. Maybe he's wearing a flannel shirt mm-hmm. and, like, listening to Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he's got, like, a swoopy emo haircut. Yeah. I just yes. imagine. Swoopy oh, vines. vines are just in his eyes the whole time. Yeah. Like, in the next movie opens up with... Uh, Instead of Baby Groot dancing, they're all yes. fighting, and Baby Groot or like Teenage Groot's just in the corner, like being apathetic to that's the whole That's great because yeah. that's what James Gunn. I've seen his pictures, his like TBTs. Like that's what he looked like in high school. Like yeah, he was, he was like bullied and picked on. He was into like all that fucking new wave shit and gothic shit and punk rock. And yeah, I would love for that to like. And if he's if Groot is an extension of James Gunn in some way, then yeah, I would really like to see that. That'd be very cool. But um, I wonder. I wonder if we're gonna get though. I wonder if in Guardians 3 it's still going to be Teenage Groot or if it's just going to be like well, between now and then it's so – we're going to just get grown-up Groot. Let's explore that a little bit. So, uh, Take an animated series where we really explore it. That would be very cool. The first Guardians was 2014. This movie takes place roughly three months after that. It's oh, only wow. a couple months later. Um, the Guardians' next appearance will be in Avengers 3 – which comes out a year from now. But timeline-wise, but timeline that's four years after Guardians 2. Okay. So Groot could be back to uh, to just regular old Groot. Young yeah. adult. Um, although I like killing off Groot and getting baby Groot back every movie. Because I'm selfish. <laughs> For marketing purposes, yes. And yeah, also, yeah. I read, um, I saw an article being passed around Facebook about like the 8 or 12 disquieting or disconcerting things about Guardians that, like, didn't add up to people. One of them being that Drax didn't have nipples, which I guess, yeah, okay, when you, like, zoom in, he doesn't have them, but whatever, it was a good joke. Um, But, no, I think that, uh, 
a lot of people were complaining that like, well, there was just too much Baby Groot. Baby Groot was was it was like sequel itis level like too much. But I'm like, dude, Baby Groot was like the dessert, like the the thing that you come for. So like, why not have as much of it as possible? I really enjoyed. I feel like as far as sequels sequel go, on screen, so. most sequels try to well, not most, but many sequels just go like. We're going to keep the same template from the first movie and then just go bigger yep. and better. So if, How we, do had, we, like, if yeah. we had one villain the first time, we're going to have two or three this time. And and I don't f- I feel like this movie, Abby, you can articulate this a little bit better. It kind of went within. Yes, and it did literally right off the bat when you're behind the Dairy Queen with uh, Ego and I can't remember Starlord's mom's name. But when you you close you drop down the camera angle zooms in on the seed like the plant that Ego put on Earth and like you mm-hmm. go within and like you it you close up kind of um and it's it's yep. awesome special effects. But like yeah, that's kind of the whole movie. Like you're going deep down inside. The, the family tree and the history and the interpersonal conflict between family members. And I liked all that stuff. I felt like, you know, if the first movie was me falling in love with, with the movie, then why not go deeper into that family or that movie's history and, like, find out more about those characters, their family, etc. So it was very satisfying for me. And I did think it was, like, a journey within. So introspection and all that kind Meredith of Meredith Quill. Meredith Quill. There we go, guys. Shout out to you. My River Lily. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's River Lily, so there you go. Um, I don't think she's going to hear She knew every out. song on the radio. Yeah, but she won't hear she's that. She's not going to get mad. Um, she's not going to hear it. Oh. What uh, What about the soundtrack? Uh, we're going to be wrapping up here in a few, but the soundtrack, Abby, you said uh, you refrained from listening to it mm-hmm. at all. Uh, the first movie soundtrack's pretty much untouchable. It's pretty yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. So... But there's some fun songs in this There's one. some very fun songs. It's a super solid soundtrack. Of course, it's not as good as the first one. I've heard that echoed from a lot of friends and, like, other fans saying that, oh, well, just, it didn't have the nostalgic ties. Like, some of the songs aren't songs that I grew up with, etc. But all of the songs work and have that same feel that the uh, the original soundtrack did. Like, silly, goofy. He ca- I think James Gunn calls it mom rock. Like, yeah. it's that, like, AM or FM, like, you know, late 70s rock it's not prog rock it's not dad rock it's like kind of silly like pop rock yeah poppy rock it's kind of soft yeah like b98.5 i enjoyed it i fucking love uh john lennon and i really enjoy uh um, john lennon he's not john lennon george harrison george harrison oh my god guys that's embarrassing i do like that song and i like the soundtrack hey, i like john lennon i like john lennon too he's just not on but the george song. harrison uh yeah he's great obviously um it's a great soundtrack it's not as good as the first one um but I've really enjoyed listening to it, and it really held the movie together and kept the pace and had all the feelings that I wanted. So, have you ever listened to it coming out of a bag of Doritos? Oh my, no, but I will in like a couple weeks. <laughs> no, like, it's coming Monday. Monday? Yeah. Uh oh. God, I feel so privileged. I'm so excited to get those. I want to get like the actual uh, headphones that Star Lord has from like the first movie, so I can plug them in. I thought that was one of the best jokes in the movie, by the way. When Craglin gives Peter Quill the Zune, yeah, yeah that was three hundred songs. That was good. Um, because, obvi- as we all know, the Zune didn't quite take off as uh, Microsoft planned. Um, although I had friends who had a Zune who were like, "Oh, this is better than iPod, man." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Well, I have this iPod. And it's, it's clearly it's superior. black and white, but it's great. Um, so. Cool. We kind of jumped all around. Did you guys have any other, like, final thoughts that you wanted yeah. to, to lay down? 
we jumped through a bunch of wormholes like uh, Rocket and <laughs> Yondu. Like the, those the things are they reminded me of those face like the squeezy balls from um, yeah. Oh, that came out yes, with Ghostbusters answer the call toys like where the eyes bulge out. I loved that scene. The whole sequence was really that funny. That was more like James Gunn saying like what would be something so ridiculous? Like, what if they went through, like, 80,000 time hops and, like, their faces are all stretched out? And, like, at the end, Baby Groot just throws up. I like how we all call him Baby Groot. Like, we, we know. He's a we baby. Know. He's just a, I think, just a little I baby. Think that little, I think that little throw up was one of my favorite. Like, that was so funny to me. I don't know why, but just that that little vomit was, yeah. was very was so funny. Cute but he also kind of had a smile on his face. Yeah. yeah. Groot, put your seatbelt on. I love that he was, like, a little... <laughs> child that they looked after and like passed around back and forth like a kitten mm-hmm. and just yeah i love that dynamic so yeah i don't know what form Groot will take in the next one but i guess it's safe to say i'm stressed about it because <laughs> i want it to be good because i love you him. are yeah. um, very stressed let's talk about david hasselhoff i love george harrison so just <laughs> and john lennon and john lennon and paul and mccarthy paul. Paul McCarthy, <laughs> the Evil Beatles. Um, <laughs> David Hasselhoff makes a little appearance in this movie. Yeah, yeah, a little tiny little cameo. So, one thing I really like about Guardians is how like it takes place in space and and you know way far away from Earth. But because Peter Quill is from Earth and his entire frame of reference ended in like 1988 or whatever, um, that's his. That's all the pop culture we get. So yeah. he gives Gamora. They have this interaction where he talks about or she brings up that. David Hasselhoff in Knight Rider was like the father he never had. Dallas Hasselfrost? Yeah, whatever she, she calls says. him something else. Uh, Dallas Hasselfrost. And um, when Kurt Russell's kind of turning on Star Lord, and uh, t- he informs Star Lord that he put the tumor in his mother's head, and Star Lord shoots him, when he's kind of reforming, at one point he takes the shape of David Hasselhoff very briefly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was kind of risky because it could, it could take you out of it. But to me, it worked because it's so silly and funny and just it was so quick that it, you know, it would have been weird if he became David Hasselhoff, like for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And also had Kit with him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Wait, would it have been weird? Wait, would it have been been weird? He turns into like Pac-Man at one point during the like final battle. And that's one of those things where if you told me that before the movie, like, hey, just let you know, there's a scene where Peter Quill turns into Pac-Man. I would be like, wait, wait, what? But what? by the time you get to that point in the movie, I've laughed so much. I've I've totally bought in that, mm-hmm. like, I'm cool with it. Yeah, that I don't care if, like, that was the other point from one of those articles was, like, if Sylvester Stallone is a character in this movie, then who played Rocky in the Star-Lord's universe? Like, wouldn't he recognize him or something like that? And, like, I'm like that's just a little too much nitpicking. Yeah, you, you need don't to calm think, you're down. not supposed to think about it that way. Maybe it's like... Uh, Maybe last Drax act- doesn't want nipples. No, maybe it's, it's like okay. last. Remember Last Action Hero, where uh, they go to the blockbuster mm-hmm. and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and there's like a there's a uh, cardboard cutout of Terminator Two, but it's Sylvester Stallone. Oh yeah, it's somebody else. It's, yeah. What if Arnold Schwarzenegger is Sylvester right. Stallone in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe? Oh my god, podcast oh. over. You blew my what? mind. In that same that's Sylv- a whole other episode. In that same Arnold Schwarzenegger is the same character from Predator and Terminator. Yes, and it's oh, oh my god, whoa. Full circle. lining up, yeah. It's all lining up. A lot of momentum. Um, I like it. Cool. So I'm sure we'll be dissecting Guardians more in the next couple weeks as we I'm see gonna it I'm going to go again. see it. Uh, I wanted to see it this morning, and I, I pooped out, but I wish I had. You pooped. I pooped. <laughs> I did not. Mm. I, I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I miss it. I want to see it again. Every time I talk about it, like, I just miss it, and I just want to go see it because it was so much fun. So Cool. Um, I love it. 
makes me smile, made me cry, made me laugh. And uh, like I kind of said at the beginning, my with these Marvel movies and with comic book movies in general, like the bar keeps getting raised, and they're just. It, it, I, my old opinion was I just want to have fun and not take it too seriously. But then I see Logan. And then I see Guardians or see Deadpool and all these movies. They're taking it to another level where I'm like, you know, these are good movies that have great actors. And now we're seeing more and more like the Marvel Cinematic Universe has Michael Douglas and Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. And it's only a matter of time before like, Jeff Goldblum, Al Pacino is is in one of these movies. And, you know, we're getting uh, what's her face? Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Like how long till we have Helen Mirren and uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's her face? I can't think of her name. The most famous actress in the Glenn world. Glenn Close? No, we already had Glenn Close. No, what's her name? Meryl mm-hmm. Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Right. There she is. They're all... Who wouldn't want to be part of this universe? So yeah. it's very exciting stuff. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's coming. He's going to play uh, Sylvester Stallone. There you go. Uh, Jacob Walsh. What else, man? Dude, no, that's it, man. I just... I want to see it again, too. I, I just want to, like... I want it, to... It's very enjoyable, man. It's just, like... It... it it's it's like you were just saying they've gotten to a point where like they're not just comic book movies anymore these are legitimate movies you know these are movies that can still have they don't have to just be like popcorn you know let's go waste two hours of our time they're they're like these movies are getting to a point where they're becoming like emotional real movies you know they're they're like pieces of art and um Guardians was good. It was good. I want to see it again, and I want to know where that fucking toe came from. Say that Whose one more time. Was that? It cut off real quick. What did you say? I said I want to know where that fucking toe came from. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, we're, well, we're never going to speak of it again. Whose toe was that? To me, so this is my theory on that. So uh, what Jake's referencing is when Groot's bringing back all the stuff. At one point, he brings a toe, and it's implied that he cut it off somebody. Now, what if it was just laying around because they were doing all the tossing of everybody out of the spaceship anyway and possibly torturing? No, because they ask – Rocket asks Yondu is like, you don't happen to have like – A refrigerator, a refrigerator full, of full of toes around here. So if Groot cut off or bit off someone's toe, they would have been screaming and woke everybody up, right? Got it. Jake, do you think that's what would have happened? Are you insane? Uh, the group yeah, unless Groot murdered them first. <laughs> Groot choked some guy out. With his vines. Murdered him. And then cut off his toe. And then just cut his toe off. And he's like, oh, I guess Thinking that's what this Yondu is probably wanted. what they wanted. This is red. <laughs> this is probably exactly what they were looking for because there's no way it's anything else. Uh, <laughs> real quick, we did not talk about probably, arguably, the most important um, uh, Easter? No. Easter egg post credit scene. Reveal. Uh, and we didn't really talk about the Sovereign a lot. I really liked the oh, Sovereign. Sovereign yeah, were great. they were cool. Yeah, oh, I liked them. them. They were funny. They were it was funny. cool. They had, they had some good funny moments, and they looked like they looked creepy, mm-hmm. and they like looked they were they just looked cool. Being yeah, it completely like, covered in gold. Yeah, like Egyptian like sarcophagus type stuff, like King Tut with like the blue and the gold striping inside yeah. of like the throne room and all that. And Abby I loved thought, it. Like very pompous, narcissistic asshole. Well, this, almost like commentary on like Hollywood in some way. Yeah. Well, you said you thought it was commentary on millennials. Yeah, there was like, yes, because of like yeah, the yeah, di- they yes, like, okay. yes, yeah, because they were like little perfect specimen who like when they went and fought their battles, it was actually a video game. Yeah, exactly. Like they didn't really have to do any work. I love the arcade noise, like do 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 do, 
like right. when yeah. they blow up. Yeah. It's so funny. You um, s- yeah, when they were giving that one guy shit, they're like, you suck. Um, so <laughs> two of my biggest laughs in the movie had to do with the Sovereign. One was when they're rolling out the carpet for the... For dude, her. I thought of that when I was rolling my blue yoga mat out today. I was like, dude, remember when that happened? And they're like in the rolling? snow and they're approaching Yondu and the, like that's just super funny. And then at the end where, where Taser faces, he knows he's go- about to have his demise and he's like, let it be known that the Guardians of the Galaxy were taken down by t- and she's just <laughs> laughs. She's laughs yeah. in his face. She laughs. Um, Dude, it's so great. So, um, so that was really good. But yeah, this uh, post credit scene where uh, she reveals kind of the cocoon uh, for they. She Adam, like a sarcophagus. Adam. Right? It's yeah. going to be Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. Adam Warlock. Yeah, um, that's it. Who I guess we originally saw some version of that nest or that cocoon in the collector in the collector's chambers. Um, So Adam's a a big uh, a big character in the Marvel universe, Uh, kind of uh, on equal ground of power, I think, as Thanos. He can wield, but more of a he's more of a good guy, right? Mm -hmm. In the comics, I thought I think so. I, I I don't know much about him, but I I had understood that he was a good guy. But the way they do that. The way that post credit scene, and it almost kind of sets him up as a bad guy because they're like, you know, he he can defeat the Guardians, and who knows, he might it might be one of those, um, uh, fuck, I can't remember the Vision. It might be a, a kind uh-huh. of Vision thing where he pops right. up and he's his own, you well, know, he's comics, his own being. But I don't yeah. know, I don't know much about so, him. In the comics, he's the protector of the Soul Gem, which is the last Infinity Stone that we have not seen in the. Uh, in mm-hmm. the MCU yet. Gotcha. Um, okay. So uh, just by looking at him, he's got he's a he's a big, beautiful blonde man. So let's start thinking about who we could cast in this role. Oh boy. Um, I don't. Arnold know. Schwarzenegger. I don't think so. What to <laughs> me? It'd be funny if they just went a little silly with it and just went with like Owen Wilson or something like that. <laughs> it's not going to be him. <laughs> Probably not. Could you just imagine? Be like, wow, look these Infinity what? Stones. Wow. Cool, man. Um, no, it won't be Owen Wilson, but it'll probably, you know, I'm sure I was trying to think like, who's a big name that would just make sense. Like John Hamm or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, crazy. we'll let them do the cast. Yeah, we'll let them do uh, it. But hey, if you're listening, if you have any ideas for who Adam Warlock should be, uh, who should be playing, if you have the perfect yeah, dreamcast, dream send them our way. Uh, send us a dreamcast. Let's do it. <laughs> so we want to uh, play. We want to play your mm-hmm. dreamcast. Um, so maybe it's the kind of thing where eventually we need to see Adam Warlock team up with the Guardians and the Avengers to, to uh, take down Thanos. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, one, maybe. One thing that was really cool is, like, there's been some cl- complaints in the past that Thanos is, like, this this all-powerful being who's supposed to be very intimidating and scary and threatening to the but whole universe. But he doesn't universe. do anything. But he hasn't really came off that way. But they kind of make him seem pretty scary in this movie, and they never even show him. They yeah. didn't even show him. Yeah. Um, but the trauma that Nebula and Gamora like endure yeah. by his hand and stuff is it's a lot. So you get a feel for him. Uh, you know, they've been setting it up for a long time, and we've got two Avengers movies and another Guardians movie. Not to mention, you know, Thor, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Ant Man and the Wasp, and, and and who knows what down the road. Mm-hmm. So Doctor, another Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, plenty more Marvel movies to come. I think we're fifteen or sixteen movies in. And uh, Guardians was great, and uh, yeah, we'll yeah. keep it going. Absolutely. Yep. Um, well, cool. So, thank you everybody for uh, joining us. Episode fifty. I'm exhausted. This I'm, was like a long, heavy good. episode. This so was yeah, heavy. it we was covered ex- a lot of ground. It was good. Um, before before we go, I do want to say you can always check us out uh, on our site, yeshavesomecast.com. Do it. Uh, 
The best place to interact with us overall is going to be Facebook, facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast, and then Twitter and Instagram, at YHS Podcast. And please, 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 if if you download the show, if you play us off Facebook, that's great. If you find the links on the website, that's awesome. The absolute best way to get our show is to subscribe on iTunes or whatever your uh, favorite podcast app is. And um, that way uh, you automatically get the episodes and they pop right on your phone and you can listen to it. They'll just pop in there. They'll just pop in there. That'd be cool. and uh, what else? And yeah, if you if you we ask this sometimes, and every podcast does, and uh, but we do want to say it helps us a lot. If you could go to iTunes, search for Yes Have Some, leave us a five star review, let us know what you think of the show, and uh, that stuff helps us a lot more uh, than we can even stress. So, and we really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And we're always stressed. And we're always stressed, <laughs> no matter what. Um, and. Besides all that, we got Alien Covenant coming up. We've got posters and prints to hang up. We've got toys to buy. Mm-hmm. We've, uh, I've got Stephen King books to buy. We got Stephen oh, King books to buy. Read. You bought I a Stephen watch King book the yesterday. Was it? Yeah, I got from a Buick Eight from Barnes and Noble. It had a really cool poster in it, which had like a not live autograph on it, but it's still cool. Yeah, that's still cool. Yeah. It's still pretty dang cool. There, yeah. Are they? I, I believe they're making a. Are they making a show of that? Or Maybe. no, I'm thinking of Mr. Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. He, he's got a couple car-related things. Yeah. Dude, he loves cars think, and baseball. I don't think Mr. Mercedes has anything to do with a car, except for the last name, but I'm not 100% sure. I will say, from a Buick 8, is that what it's called? Uh-huh. Christopher yeah. Stewart of the Interdimensional Crossrip uh, Ghostbusters podcast. Highly he, recommended it. He read that, and he highly recommended it. So Cool. Um, yeah. We're going to do it. And somebody, you posted the picture on Instagram, Abby, and someone said that that was their favorite Stephen King book. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I just finished, uh, like, just really quick before we get out of here, I just finished uh, Christine. I just finished reading Christine. Damn. And, cool. Dude, that, that book's amazing. So yeah. uh, we're just going to go, we're, we're going to see how many, uh, how many killer car Stephen King books we got. I finished off a couple Christines in my day. <laughs> I killed them, is what I'm saying. Whoa. Like oh group. boy! Uh, I did not. I did it's not cute. kill or finish no. off or finish on any no. Christines. Uh, what? what? A, it's later in the podcast. It's after hours. God. It's Stephen uh, King. There might have been a Christina. I don't really remember. But Christine's my middle name. There you go. There you go, guys. Oh, that's, just, that's just fun. That is your middle name. Yeah, we go Christine. Jake, what's your middle name? Salem's Lot. Uh, <laughs> I- Oddly enough, it's Christopher. Oh. <laughs> so, I hey, Greg, you may, maybe you have finished off a couple of Christines. Whoa. Whoa. They're married now. It's fine. That's okay. My middle name is 11-year-olds having an orgy in the sewer. Whoa. That's good. Oh, I worry about you. Um... <laughs> the last five minutes of our, I, we should, I want a compilation of the last. It's five like minutes we of just all episode. race to the finish of like <laughs> making the most inappropriate joke ever. It's good. Yeah. Well, we gotta earn that explicit rating on iTunes. Please God. stop swearing. Call them a stone. Inside jokes. Okay, cool. So, yes, have some podcast episode fifty-five. We'll be back next week. Uh, fifty-six with fifty-six. We're you, getting up there. Well, if you entered the uh, contest for the Lego Firehouse, check our Facebook page sometime uh, soon in the next day or two. We'll have the winner up there, and uh, we'll get you all squared away with your Lego Ghostbusters yes. Firehouse, uh, courtesy of the Yes Have Some Podcast. Yep. And uh, we'll be doing some more contests yeah. and stuff. We've got a lot of exciting stuff planned for the summer. Star Wars. Um, Anybody want a 40th anniversary mug? <laughs> or an oven mitt? Or a beach ball? We're going to be giving those away, so stay tuned. We're not giving away that beach ball. That's a cool ball. That's cool. We blew um, it up. We put our mouths on it, so you don't want it. Yeah. 
<sighs> Jacob Walsh, Abigail Gardner, Craig Goldberg, tuning out, tuning out, tuning, tuning in, in, signing out. Going down to the sewers. There we go. Yes, I have some podcasts. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is here. It's out. Go it's see amazing. it. amazing. We'll see it more. And uh, the there we go. Everybody have a good yep. night. We are Groot. Yep, yep. I am Groot. I'm Groot. Also, I'm Catherine Hansen, worrying. if you're listening. Our we are Catherine. so jealous of Catherine's bedroom. <laughs> No, leave it at that. No Just more. Leave it at that. No more. <laughs> Nothing else. All right. Bye, everyone. Good night, y'all. Bye, guys.